Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This week in league. Turns out you don't just want to play football, you also want to snort lines off cocaine. Shane Richardson follows the Todd Greenberg path to the Michael Searle All-Stars. Copied by Hollywood, imitated by the podcasting world, and here we are, still number one after three months of hibernation. And we preview all of the action for round one of the 2015 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 178 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. And we're back. We are back. We've got magnificent fucking beards. Oh, I've got dude. half a nasty over your beard. I kept, I kept it a fucking... Literally uh, over it, just hovering. I, I, I kept it I kept it on the... I fucking, like a stealth. I kept it like on the down low. Yeah, I kept it on the down low. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking tell you that, you know, that what's going on. I just want to like, I want to just rub up against your face <laughs> with my beard and just get tangled and get right. super awkward. I don't know, like you, 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 you rock the beard a fair bit. Like certainly every winter you do. I mean, this is you know one of the only first or only summers yeah. I think you've been like rocking it since like Christmas or whenever it was. Simone, a big fan of yours. Fucking hates it. Yep, like, Nicklin too. Oh. God, why do they have to be so alike, these bitches? Oh, why can't they just love us? Yeah, I was. I actually, I was going to ask that question. I'm glad you mentioned it because I thought, well, fucking Glenn has a beard quite a lot. Maybe you know, nah. maybe maybe he gets a bit more support, you know, from his significant other. Nah. Support of a fucking A-cup bra. Oh, mate, the fucking... And I am a husky gentleman. I'm a double D. The fucking complaining. The complaining. It's just never fucking... I like it. Lowered your voice, you weak, weak human. fucking... I just... It's just... I'm just... The complaining, Glenn. I can't handle the complaining. On the... It was dramatic. It wasn't fucking... The complaining, though. Like, it's in fucking... It's incessant. It's incessant. Nicklin has sort of resigned to the fact... When are you going to shave that beard off? When are you going to shave it off? When are you going to shave it off? The problem is, I fucking trap myself because... The whole point was, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking just grow it. And it'll be like, a jiu-jitsu, it'll be fucking annoying. Like, you know, you just grind it in someone's face and that. I mean, just like as a competitive advantage. But that also... That doesn't sound anywhere near as sexy as my <coughs> suggestion from earlier. But, but... Well, you might put your ass on or something. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is... I did and, offer, you would and, and the, the, like. the, But the second part of it was like... Because usually, like, if I'm doing November or something, I'll just go to the beard for, like, two weeks and then sort of refine it back to a moustache when it gets annoying. The problem is this time, because I was like, yeah, also, until I fucking make weight for a comp, I'll fucking keep it until then, and then it'll annoy me, and it'll, be, it'll keep me mentally on track. problem is, three weeks later, it doesn't annoy you at all. You fucking don't even realise it's there. You forget all about you it. You have to get through that two-week stage. Yeah. It's about really annoying and I know beards. Oh, miserable, miserable fucking two-week stage. It is, miserable. where you fucking, you lay on it and it pulls and everything itches like a bitch and then all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like, this thing's fucking magnificent. And I'm thinking, How you know do I ever live without it? Like, I, don't, I don't mind it. Oh, you know, I, I'm fucking, I might even like work my way up to like some ISIS shit or maybe like fucking Action Bronson. I mean, that's what I'm thinking at this stage. You know what beards uh, are? They're a yeah. fucking conversation starter. Yeah? Yeah. Normally it starts... Conversation with, in my, in my yeah. family is when are you going to shave off the fucking beard? Exactly. <laughs> How fucking long are you going to let that thing grow? Like, <laughs> okay. what are you going to shape it? What are you, you going to trim it? Like, are we going to get back to the lumberjack stage? Oh, God. 
somebody. Went to lunch with a client who's a, who's a Bulldogs fan, so I mean, you should be fucking used to fucking like <laughs> Dirkistani long beards. And the first thing out of his mouth, he's going, oh, you're going over to Syria, are you? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it is a conversation starter, but usually conversations like, what the fuck you do that for? When are you fucking shaving it off? Oh, don't kiss me like that. Don't kiss me. I'm fucking sick of it scratching me. Oh, whatever. Didn't hear that from me. Yeah. yeah. Fucking whatever. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I could even story go, of our beards. We'll I just could, wrap it up there. Oh, I could go. I could go deeper on it, but I just don't want to get too too personal and turn, turn some of our new listeners off. <laughs> Hi, ladies. <laughs> yeah, ladies. Let us know if you enjoy uh, enjoy the beard. And um, sure, if you do, <laughs> send send your phone numbers, and uh, <laughs> perhaps the divorce proceedings will start. Um, Twitter. We don't have a lot of like feedback per se because obviously there's nothing to, to feedback on. Um, just a lot of general abuse. I mean, when the the tweet went up this morning, I think that you sent out saying, you know, we're recording our first song of the season tonight, and it was the overwhelming sentiment. And and literally, a couple of tweets were exactly this about time you cunts. <laughs> so. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. Um, no, you guys are awesome. I'd like to take this moment to welcome new listeners to the show. Yes. <laughs> and this is kind of what it is. So <laughs> you, you'll probably know by now whether you want to keep, yeah. keep on board. Look, we, talk, <laughs> we talk about beards and how our wives are bitches and we swear a bit. Yeah, a lot. If you so want to get, if you want to have a laugh, go listen to like the second season when we didn't swear at all really. And uh, you know, if we did, it was bleeped out. Yeah. It was way too much effort. Oh fuck it! It took so long. So anyway, long. we talk we talk a lot about football as well. We should probably get to that. Yeah, we're just going to get through the, the a couple a couple of questions. The Earthboy seventy five said, "Will the show start with the ringing of the bell and the inappropriate use of glory, glory?" Of course. No, it fucking will not. <laughs> Never ever. Uh, Berkeley Eagle said, uh, "Don't forget to give it to the corrupt cunts in the NRL." There we are. Again. That's coming. And we have someone named Warrior underscore Cowboy. So he's obviously, you know, a little bit bipolar in the, you know, the sense that he can't quite decide who he supports. Good luck, guys. It's going to be a blast. Bring it on. It's good to finally be on board. I like so it. So someone who's aware of the history behind there, but I mean, they're, they're eager to learn and get involved. So I really appreciate it. And uh, welcome to the show. And I hope you, uh, hope you enjoy listening. Warrior underscore Cowboy on Twitter and everyone else. Get around his Twitter and uh, make him feel welcome. As and you also, do, as we have... We have some uh, potentially extremely popular uh, new followers mm-hmm. of late. Was um, on my list for sure. And uh, look, I just want to say a big welcome to some of the hugely popular as a result of Danny Tequila, mm-hmm. uh, Penrith, Panther, Penrith Panthers cheerleaders, um, the lovely Caitlin, at Caitlin, K-A-I-T-L-Y-N, Weldon, W-E-L-D-O-N. Jessica at Jess Galate. I hope I've got that right. Oh, geez, I'm a shocking reader. G I L A R T E. And my personal favourite, Nat Sinclair at Nat underscore Sinclair93. So uh, get on and follow those lovely ladies. Um, recent followers of the show and uh, friends of, of Danny. Nat is uh, very, very close. Friends with, with Danny isn't going to. Uh, Start a bit of a uh, campaign to uh, get her on Twitter and, and get amongst the action with Tour Nation. And, you know, Nat, I'm, I'm loving Nat's work on, on Twitter already. It's only been a couple of days. Yeah. And uh, she's, she's jumped on board in a big way. So she has. I love her work. And I, I wanna, I'm going to make a big call here. She keeps this up. It may be 
it may be a two-horse race to the revelation of the 2015 <laughs> NRL season. <laughs> Between our beards and Nat Sinclair. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, who's that? Oh, Danny, yeah. <laughs> no, no. We love Danny. She is uh, a favourite of the show. Now, um... I also uh, should say I got a, I received an email, for, uh, an audio file from our pommy mates, uh, Fishpot and Shana and Elvis the Magician and uh, Sammy Boy. They uh, they teamed up and they went on a bit of a road trip to the three World Club Challenge games over there. <laughs> Sent us a rambling. Um, I couldn't barely understand it because it was it swaps was, and bodily fluids too, no doubt. Yeah, there was in a car and I was, and I was rambling sure. in a car and. Uh, it was entertaining, but I just don't have the time to edit it down and put it on the show. So, uh, thanks, guys, for sending that. Though it sounds like you had a, a fantastic time, and uh, congratulations on your impending impending three way wedding. Yeah, and how, and how embarrassing for England though, like for the English sides. As if they're not used to embarrassment. England getting hammered by like good at the, nothing. Getting hammered by like minnows like St George and uh, and the Broncos. Wasn't all that many years ago. England used to rule the world, Nathan. Yeah, well, I mean, they had it on their favour, you know, to fucking fly all the way over there after, you know, play for the the World Club Challenge title. I after rule the world in general. After you've had, 50, after you've had 52 cans on the way over, <laughs> trying to emulate Booney. <laughs> now, um, actually, with that World Club Challenge game, did you watch the Broncos one? Most of it. <laughs> fucking, did you see old mate at the end? <laughs> Go for yeah, charge down. down. <laughs> mate. That is dead set one of the best things I've ever seen. Pick up. A rule book. One of the best things I've ever seen. I, just, I thought that was so fucking funny. Because the guy, I mean, like, Corey Parker, can yeah, he can kick a goal. I mean, certainly when it's like 10 metres out from right in front. I mean, there's, you know, prop prop forwards who are playing their last game of their of their illustrious career who get handed the ball when, you know, when to take a consolation goal over. kick at the end of the day. They fucking get it over pretty much 100% of the time. So, um... Yeah, this is fucking. I was almost crying with laughter at that fucking fucking idiot. I can't remember his name now, but my god, what an idiot! Um, now, uh, imitated by Hollywood. Of course we were over over the break, over the hiatus of the show. Uh, you may have heard. Uh, you haven't didn't see it. You, you haven't seen the bit until I just showed it to you before. But referential retard for those following. Um, a movie came out really? to, to great controversy. Uh, the the interview uh, starring and created by uh, Seth Rogen and, and James Franco. Now, this movie featured um, a little bit of dialogue, and I'd just like to play it now, and then we'll talk about it. Warren Parker's in trouble. What do I do? What do I do? Talk to me. Talk to me. He didn't want it to come to this, but you're going to have to fight that tiger. No, do not. Do not fight the tiger. Do not be a gentleman. You go right for the fucking balls. I don't see its balls. Do not fight the tiger. You will lose. If that's a girl tiger, you got to cut butt that bitch. Hey, shut the fuck up. Cut butt that fucking bitch. Please tell me you know that that's a stupid idea. Please, please don't try to fight the tiger. So I just want to say for the record that I do not for one minute claim to be that we are the inventors of the term cunt punt. Okay? Because it's, that's not, you know, it's, it's, it's unlikely. I mean, you know, there's a lot of, you know, independent creative streams in the world that do not cross. However, the first time that I heard that term was when it came out of my mouth when I was yelling it at the cat as it walked the the furry cobra as it walked down the yep. down down past this this room I um, well. meowing like a fucking imbecile one night. So um Cheers to have, good to have you on board, uh, James Franco and Seth Rogen. I hope you enjoy the show. <laughs> we love you guys. And uh, you know, hey, by, you know sponsor you, us or something. You guys can call in at any time. And, uh, and be on the show, even though I know that you know less than fuck all about rugby league. Slip I don't us, care. Slip us your week's coke money and sponsor, sponsor the show. They're more like weed guys, though, really, aren't they? Well, I don't know. It all starts somewhere, Nathan. 
Ask Dave Taylor. <laughs> um, some other things that happened in the off season that I noticed on the, on social media. Uh, we had Soundwave last weekend, and uh, the, the Sydney leagues of Soundwave in particular uh, won, won, won Gronk of the Year, Chapo the Creator. Was gronking off down there, uh, getting on the tins massively, meeting people, other members of Twill Nation, and promptly forgetting who the fuck they were. He started tweeting Ty, like Life of Ty. Started tweeting him saying how good it was to meet him at Soundwave. It was fucking Valente. <laughs> I'm pretty sure um, most of that was made up because people want to give our mate Saguna a hard time about making up stories. Yeah. I think Chapo's got him covered. You think? Yeah. Yeah, Chapo does have some stories in him. And he's the one that... Did he invent the Saguna Stories hashtag? Or was that Timmy? Oh. It's the next item on my list anyway. Hash Saguna Stories. A new segment this year. We don't actually... Don't actually have a story sent in by Saguna per se. It's probably only a matter of time though, I'm sure. But he sent probably, us a, probably that time he met Seth Rogen and James Franklin on the set. <laughs> and told of, about, uh, played an episode of this week in the league, the one where we were talking about cunt punting the cat. Um, he did. Uh, he went on a, a large trip uh, around the world trip, pretty much. Um, I made up one celebrating his honeymoon. Hmm. This one is true though. Some pretty elaborate photoshopping going on when he's taking photos in his front yard and photoshopping volcanoes <laughs> <laughs> and shower in the background. Yeah, now he sent us a package. That is not a lie. That's truth. Sent it to the address, I sent it to my P.O. box, um, which is like the return address on our merchandise it's and whatnot. the first I've heard of this package. It is. I kept it fucking on down low. It's a secret. So I, could, so, I could so I could surprise you. First present. This is for your dashboard, Glenn. It's a it's a dashboard. I'll put I'll, I'll take a photograph and put it up online. It's a it's a Polynesian male dancer that you can it'll dance around on your dashboard. That's and you not stick going anywhere near my dashboard. So... <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> Hanging up on the bathroom sink. Uh, yeah. It's going right beside my bed. <laughs> on the soap dish. <laughs> in the shower. It's actually going in the shower is where that's going. Let me tell you. It uh, even looks a bit like Sunnyville. Yeah, so you got the Sunnyville dancing hula Polynesian man um, dashboard thing thingy. <laughs> we also, uh, we're going to have an official bottle opener now. <laughs> like a ukulele Obama. <laughs> <laughs> That's for opening our twist tops. And, and finally, we have a uh, surfing Obama bobblehead. Which, uh, Why? Because he's a generous man. He went to Hawaii. He was taken. He was overcome by the flood of Polynesian influence. <laughs> thought of us, namely because of your thirst. And uh, delivered some gifts. Look, um, <laughs> just hit pause for a second. I'm going to head upstairs and get a cold spoon. <laughs> So thank you this very much. Magnificent. Thank ba- ba- you. Thank you very much, Saguna. And no, no, that wasn't made up because oh, dude, this is real official evidence here. <laughs> official evidence in there. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's a sexy Saguna story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, um, alluded to it at the top of the show, but I just thought I'd have a look and see if there were any new reviews for the show. Like you know, we talk about the reviews at the end, and there weren't any. But you know, that's fine. <laughs> with, oh. with number thirty-two in the in, in the sports podcasts, highest ranked rugby league podcast. <laughs> haven't released an episode in fucking months. We so thank you guys who hibernating. We haven't even shaved. Yeah, yeah, but, proper hibernation. Proper. These people have been putting out content. Yep. We haven't even shaved, let alone recorded a podcast. Yep. Still number one. Barely start tweeting until you know February. <laughs> yeah, unless we're replying well, to other sort of things. But yeah. 
So yeah, thank you, thank you everybody who's uh, who's getting on board. I'm proud of myself right now. I've got to tell you, I've got a magnificent beard and number one rugby league podcast on the planet still, even though it's been sitting dormant, collecting fucking dust for a few months. And uh, and a uh, Sunny Bill Williams and cool Polynesian man. I've got a Sunny Bill dude. doll. I mean, life just doesn't get any better. You are fucking top of the world, man. You made oh, it. Yeah. You made it. I'll just I'll tell you. <laughs> you started from the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> From the bottom of bottom to the top of the top. <laughs> now, um, what else have we got here? Um, the memberships. The memberships, uh, we obviously sent an email out to existing members to say get on board. We're about 50% sold at the moment uh, of our memberships that we were planning to get anyway. Now, I was going to order them last week, but I thought I'll put it off to the first episode because our listeners, the number of listeners we have for the show exceed the number of Twitter followers we have, and it also exceeds the number of Facebook likes that we have so i figure there's there's a percentage no matter what it is there's a percentage of people out there who are members or who listen to the show who want to get a membership who are probably hearing about it for the first time that it's that it's ready to rock and roll so head to our website thisweekinleague.com there's a top menu item a membership and that has all the information you need and uh links and stuff and and photographs of the concepts of what we're putting out this year magnificent idea with the scarf we're doing a scarf with the tool nation on one side Flip side, hash ref's fault. So useful that for a game situation. Quite possibly be the revelation of the season. It could be, it could be. Matching beanie in there as well. A uh, bottle opener key I ring. I can see some Sharks right. fans down at Shark Park. You know where that's going to be? Sorry, Sharks fans. I mean, they'll they'll get their chance with the scarf. With the Tigers game? But do you really know where the scarf is going to come into its own? Where? Fucking Brookvale Oval. You'd think so. I would have heel at Brookvale Oval six months ago. Wash six six months ago, I would have thought that. But I have since, and I can't remember his Twitter handle off the top of my head now. There is a young Penrith supporter out there who I started following in the off season, and oh my fucking god, I thought I'd seen refs file in my life. He's doing it on the cricket. He's doing it on fucking. Oh yeah, I know the guy talking. I can't remember his name either. His name is Josh, but I can't remember his fucking Twitter handle. I bow before you, sir. You you are the uh, you're the ch- he's like fucking Neo of refs fault. You are the ref faultiest <laughs> ref faulter that ever ref faulted. I've never I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I look and go, damn, that's some ref fault. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so congratulations, son, and you need to become a member because I mean, the, quite frankly, the the scarf is made for you, man. Um, jerseys. You want to talk about the jersey thing? The idea? Yes. Um, I had a meeting with a gentleman by the name of Gary Heath from ISC. Um over the off-season, and um, he is patiently waiting on my uh, design for our first official supporters jersey. Um, And quite frankly, based on the price that we're going to be able to sell the jersey for, and we were making not much of a profit, to be quite honest, um, but the price that we're going to be able to sell our jersey for, once we release it, you'll see what I mean, the price of the NRL jerseys... It's fair to say it's going to be like about half the... It's yeah. going to be Woolpark, half oh. of what an NRL jersey costs. Exactly. Made by the same people who make um, NRL jerseys for we're like, just, you know, half a dozen teams. We're just a couple of little Aussie bearded battlers trying to make their way in a tough-ass world here. We're not getting any uh, any bulk discounts, from, no. you know, like an NRL club would or the NRL would from ordering, you know, hundreds of thousands. It's thousands of, of these things, yeah. Um, we're, we're going to be ordering very modest numbers... Um, depending on the on the response that we get from our listeners, yeah, uh, it'll be on pre-order. Like a pre order basis, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. and um, and we can we can buy and make it very make a small profit, 
and sell these things for half of what you can buy an NRL jersey for. And I get that there's royalties and and different things that they have to pay, but it's come still on. it's still it's still ridiculous. I mean, you can buy a for a working working class game. The, the money that they are clearly making from merchandise, it was a real eye-opener. Um, I look forward to people jumping on board with that and, and showing their appreciation and being able to buy a jersey for a, a far more modest and reasonable cost and, and supporting the show in that way as well. Yeah, and, and it's crazy. I mean, it's bought, um, to kill his birthday next week, bought him, uh, sorry, Freak09 Steve on Twitter. He um, he alerted me to a uh, fan gear we're having a sale on um, the Wolverine jerseys uh that came out on the children's one i think i got it for 30 or 40 bucks that's a price point at which i'm thinking kids jersey when kids grow so fast and they're going to be out of it you know almost turn it over yearly yeah far better than 144 dollars which was only because of a member's discount that i paid for jackson's new broncos jersey and for the tiny amount of i mean they got the material of like you know like half of the material of a large a size oh, jersey, yeah. you know what I mean? And yet you're paying like the It's just a fucking... At the most, half. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Um, but, you know, we don't want to you know, get IFC offside because they're actually making it very easy for us. I think it's the point where we can do a pre-order and I'm 100% confident that that will happen because the, the bar is pretty low yeah. for us to get these things made. So exactly. more about that when it happens anyway. Um, I want to shout out to uh, Dan from uh, Southo Dan from uh, Monster Sport. He started an online magazine the last couple of months. The latest one is uh, free. Uh, it's Monster Sport, uh, Monster with an A and instead of an ER. Go check it out. He's, uh, th- there's an ad for us in there as well. They threw in the most recent one. But um, it's funny. I mean, I've told the story about, you know, meeting Dan before. But I remember it happened on the night we were recording a show. And I get on Twitter and I was saying something about the Sharks. He didn't follow me. I didn't follow him. Someone's retweeted. He's seen it. And he's jumped in on there. And I'm just like, you know, call me buddy or something. I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> I'm like, can't you know, I'm not, I'm not, your, I'm not your buddy cunt. And, you know, going off and he's like, oh, you swear. And then I just start smashing him, smashing him. I was out there cooking. I think I was cooking something on the barbecue for dinner when you were I coming remember, over. I remember this. And yeah. I was just laughing my ass off. And um, yeah, he turned out to be an all right bloke though. He realised pretty soon we had enough mutual followers that they, you know, they they told him what was up. You know what time it was. And, and uh, look, Dan's a very angry man because he's extremely unattractive. Um, Cronulla Shark supporter. And he, and he so. supports Cronulla so. Sharks. I mean, it's lucky that he has a lovely family and, um, you know, and has that to fall back on because if he was going to get anywhere based on his rugby league um, team or uh, or his good looks, he'd, he'd be struggling. Yep. Yeah. Now, last okay. thing I want to bring up before we talk about the news, it's not a feedback thing per se. Super coach is going on. We got leagues. All good. This year they're doing like a draft league thing. Now, ain't nobody got time for that. That draft shit is, it's like fucking NFL fantasy. Yeah. I mean, fuck that for a joke. It's its time-consuming shit. However, there was, I saw those drafts the other day, and our mate Shunter, who we've, we defend to the to the fucking, to the death. He's our boy. He drafted he drafted Louie into his fucking fantasy side. You know what? He's putting to the test the love of Twill Nation. He's, he's been uh, universally, um, you know... Wrapped in cotton wool by Tool Nation, he's been, you know, given all the love, support, um, and care in the world uh, since his tragic, uh, since his his leg was amputated uh, in a tragic accident at uh, halftime at some fucking place. I don't know Centrelink Stadium. Um, so now he sits up there in you know the Blue Mountains and overlooks you know in his million dollar fucking house with his beautiful wife, sits on his balcony with his one leg. <laughs> and puts it to the test 
the love of Twill Nation by doing such fucking retarded things like having anything at all, even in a fantasy rugby league sense, to yeah. do with rugby league. I yeah. mean, you're testing the karma, my friend. Unless I was, I was making a team to a theme, not trying to win, but it was just kind of like, let's make a team of like the, 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 the cuntiest people I can think of, like, you know, Robert Louis and Anthony Watmo and so on. Do you know you're not allowed to ask Shunter about his ankle? Yeah. I yeah. saw he said something in his Twitter bio, don't he, ask about the ankle. He, yeah, don't ask about the ankle. Well, I mean, he'd be fucking sick of hearing about it, wouldn't well, he? Well, he's, he's a celebrity. He's, you know, some yeah. celebrities can't look him in the eye. He's like that. Yeah, he's... Don't he's, ask about the ankle, man. It's changed. Oh, fucking told you. Don't ask. And that's when he goes crazy, goes all Kanye. Well, yeah, that's that's when he's fucking, you know, he's, he's fucking six foot fucking like NFL linebacker, personal security paid for by Gus Gould. No, no, Starts just, breaking cameras and shit. Yeah, no, he he just sends his wife after him. She scratches <laughs> her eyes out. She's fairly protective of the man. First story, and uh, oh, thank God something happened in the off-season, but today, today, literally this afternoon, Jared Hayne has announced what's happening with the NFL thing. Now, we followed this story a little bit towards the late stages of last season. Uh, he has announced today that he will be linking with the San Francisco 49ers, and so he's uh, signed uh, to train with them ahead of their 2015 season. NFL season starts in September, of course, and so it's... You know, it's a very big ladder to climb, especially in San Francisco, because they're a team that has some fucking running depth to the side. So the initial thoughts of, you know, becoming a running back, probably not going to happen, I would suggest, in San Francisco. I certainly don't see him, you know, overhauling. Even if he climbs the entire ladder, I still don't see him getting on top of, like, you know, someone like Frank Gore. So... That's not going to happen. However, you know, we'll definitely you get the opportunity. I, mean, I think special teams, you know, punt return, that kind of thing, might be where he ends up. But uh, it's not too bad. I mean, it was going to be the Lions initially. It's also, it seemed like it was going to be the Lions for quite a long time, but he's agreed to a rookie contract with the 49ers. He gets $100,000 US, and that guarantees him a spot at the club for 15 to 20 weeks. So um, he said that when his agent first suggested going to San Francisco, he said no because of the turmoil surrounding then-head coach Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh eventually left the club and was replaced by Jim Tomsula, who Haim had previously had a meeting. Um, so, yeah. He thought, okay, good. They made a serious offer two weeks ago. Told him last Friday he's accepting the offer, and uh, it's all happening. I think it's fantastic. Um, I think he's done the right thing and acknowledged that it's only a small step along the way, and, and there's still a hell of a long way to go before he makes a roster, let alone gets on the field. A lot um, of cuts to be made. Athletically, he showed with his, his pro day that um, you know some of his stats that came out of that um, it most notably is his 40-yard dash time mm-hmm. was uh, good enough to be top four at the at the invitation-only combine had he been invited. Yep. Um, that's, that's pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. And they really take a lot of stock in. They put a lot of stock in the things that happen there too. So yeah. like that 40-yard that, that 40 meter, that 40 yard time, that can, you know, hundreds of seconds, and, and that can... That can like destroy someone's stocks to the point where you know Absolutely. they could be a massive commodity, like a potential first round draft pick, and they could go to just you know off the table, you know, or a very late round pick. So. Well, I honestly thought that um, he might have lost some momentum with the visa fuck up that had been um, going on for a little while, but um, he certainly, you know, with you know the way they release the information about his pro day and then um, 
now now that he's signed uh, a contract, a futures contract with the 49ers. Um, certainly a whole lot, um, you know, the hype's back on and, and mm-hmm. all credit to the guy. I think he's, um, he's shown some balls that people wouldn't have ever given him credit for in the past. Um, he's yeah. always had a, um, you know, a number of haters and I think they're growing by the day, but I think there's also a huge amount of people out there that want to see him do well regardless of uh, what NRL team or state they they follow the you know the athletic pursuit that he's trying to undertake is pretty fucking impressive and if he gets there it's all the more so. Yeah, if he can get the final cut, I'll be super impressed. Even if he sort of misses the final cut and winds up as like a in a in a ten man practice squad uh, off the side uh, through the season, even that is super impressive. I mean, because you know they've got to cut out forty people from the yeah. from their initial roster. So if he can make it through that, then fucking more power to him. Best of luck. Um, I, I, I loathe the 49ers however um, I hope he does really well and it looks like 49ers are going to pick up a few jersey sales over here because certainly Parramatta fans who um, who didn't throw all the toys out of the cot uh, are on the 49ers now well Jackson's keen he's a 49ers fan and um, I told him about it today he was he was pretty impressed so um, he's we've got a little bit of a running competition at home at the moment if he gets um, 15 out of 15 on his spelling test he gets a 49ers jersey. Yeah. Nick one's up me. It's like, parents, some people are giving their kids like a couple of bucks <laughs> or taking them to, you know, see a movie or something. You're getting him an NFL jersey. Shit. It's yeah. Like, you got to give your kids, you got to give them something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just want an excuse to buy him 49ers jersey. That's as good yeah. as excuses, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Got to make him work for it. Sort yeah. of. Yeah, Kill is just, he's just about growing into into his jersey. I bought him a Julio Jones jersey about, oh, Christmas, two Christmases ago. <laughs> and it was massive at the time. Yeah, you know, now it's just at the stage where it's, you know, not a, not like a fucking dress that goes down past his knees. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, the Titans. Oh, the Titans. What can we say about the Titans? I don't have any particular one article here to refer to. We know the fact that they started... Carmichael Hunt was the first one, obviously not Titans-related, but he was the first domino to fall in this uh, latest cocaine scandal to hit professional sports in southeast Queensland. And uh, from there, Bo Falloon, Greg Bird, Dave Taylor, Jamie Dowling, Khalifa Fifi Law, and uh, former Titans players Joe Vickery and notably Ashley Harrison all have... uh, appeared to have uh, done something in some way, allegedly, uh, that they'll have to answer to in the near future. Yeah, I, I think first and foremost, we probably need to um, state that, you know, they're, they're entitled to, to due course in the in the legal system and, and a lot of what's going on at the moment is, is speculation, but the fact remains they have been um, charged with offences and will be uh, asked to defend themselves in court, um, which is pretty fucking disappointing as a rugby league fan. Um, by no means am I a fan of the Titans, but um, as a rugby league fan, you have to sort of feel um, for those number of diehard fans that you know have been trying to fight the good fight for the club, and the club just stumbles from one crisis and and one disaster to the next. You know, between yeah, I the... feel for both of those guys. <laughs> I really do. It's an easy, it's that low hanging fruit. <laughs> it's an easy joke to make, but. Um, you know, we know a number of of Titans fans that um, that that uh, obviously live and die by the the results of that that club, and they, you know, unfortunately, uh, bet- between the players and the management and the coaching staff, and fuck me, Dad, you know the the people with the contract for the food at the stadium, no one seems to be getting it right, and um, no. 
You know, the, the, the person I feel the worst for is our, is our mate Johnny over in England. Yeah, fuck that guy. I don't feel bad for him at all. I feel terrible for him because the Titans are a fucking disgrace. And then Bradford, his team that he, he that's his team, you know, over in England that he lives and dies for. They've, you know, been relegated to, you know, the, you know, Tard Cup or whatever they call it, the second one really? over there. Yeah, for a year at least. Oh. And then they get their first game against, I think they're playing Lee or someone in the first game. They get beat by, like, the Tard Cup side in the first. You'd think if you got dropped down to, like, you know, you're a first grade oh, side man. and you get dropped down to Resi, it'd be great. You'd just be pounding teams all year and you're like, yeah, it's not the greatest competition. But fuck, we're flogging people week in, week out. It's awesome. No. Not that either. Jesus. Tough. Plus, he's English. I mean, yeah. life's got to suck at the moment. Lucky he's he, punching so far above his weight, otherwise, <laughs> give up on life. He does have us covered on the beard, though. Oh, he's had a bit of he's had a bit. He's had a head start, start, though. Yeah. Well, he never shaves it off. I've shaved mine off in between time, and I'm <laughs> yeah. still I'm still catching him. <laughs> but um, this 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 tight situation, it all ballooned out of control to the point where then they were they were at the Southport School for training purposes. You know, the Southport School has great great facilities there. They're like, well, we can't be, we can't really have these you know, cokeheads around around the children at school. So we're going to have to abandon that as a training. So they got. You know, now they're playing out of, you know, the, some, some like fucking Titan shed down the Gold Coast somewhere, probably near the land. Unbelievable. I think one of the most telling photographs I saw from, from that whole thing was David Mead carrying his stuff out of the Southport School in a black garbage bag. I was yep. like, really? Taking out trash. Yeah, literally. And the thing I was saying to you at the start of the show as well is that um, you remember back to when... Carmichael Hunt was just about finished up with the Broncos and Dave Taylor was going to South, I think, at the end of that same season. And it was just a purple patch of form for both of them. It was the best form that Dave Taylor has ever displayed on a football field. And uh, Carmichael Hunt would do that thing where generally he'd sort of chime into the attacking line somewhere out in the left, take the ball up to the line and then what a short pass to Dave Taylor. What play are we going to run this time, Darren? The yeah. same play we always run, Carmichael. Yeah, yeah. And, what's the, and, what, and what is that? It's basically Carmichael runs, runs to the left, Short pass to short pass to Dave Taylor over the white line. The fucking writing was on the wall back in two thousand and nine or wherever it was. Life imitating art, imitating exactly. drug addiction <laughs> or drug use. I mean, you know, just because they like a bit of fucking yayo. I mean, you know, maybe they just like to party. Not everyone's an addict. Some people just like to party. Eventually, they're all addicts. <laughs> Okay, um, the next one, we've got to talk about the rabbits in the USA. Uh, the rabbits, the, the fines come down, $20,000. They've been fined for their covering up of the preseason incident over in Arizona. Um, John Sutton and Luke Burgess, they received sanctions to the point where Luke Burgess was pretty much asshole out of the club. Um, John Sutton was demoted from uh, captaincy. Um, they're not going to get anything else happening, such as suspension or anything like that. Uh, what happened was they were over in Arizona, they were blind drunk and ended up with them assaulting uh, a bouncer and um, bruises to the head after an altercation with uh, Luke Burgess. At the time, you know, I, I don't remember the exact wording of what the law is in the States, but, you know, they can make restitution to the victim to the point he's satisfied and then refuses to carry through with the charges and then the, the court goes, okay, cool, it's all settled and, you know, everyone goes their separate ways. That's what happened. However, didn't really happen when they to- didn't happen that way when they told the uh, the NRL what happened. Bit of a cover up there. Got found out, obviously, and uh, it's leading to a bit of a uh, bit of a change in the way the Integrity Commission happens as well. Now the Integrity Commission has the power to uh, seize computers and phones from players. And the funny thing is that now the Integrity Commission has the power or will 
investigate what happened rather than to take the club's word for it. So, you know, the back when... What the point of having a commission that just says, what happened? Okay. Uh, nothing. Oh, okay, then, sweet. So, that, when I think of that, I think of all the integrity commission things that have happened. The big one was the one with um, Ben Barber and everything. Mm. And so now you think, oh, okay, so they just basically took what Todd Greenberg's ben, word for what, what uh, happened. Todd, did uh, Ben beat his wife? Uh, no, of course not. What is, are you talking about? Is, ben he all, is he all rehabbed? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Fucking sober as a judge. And what about player C's wife with player B? Well, how does that work? Nothing in it. Never did, algebra. Nothing in it, yeah. <laughs> okay, we're very impressed with you handling this, Todd. How about you come and work for us at the NRL head office? <laughs> We're so impressed. We want to give you a promotion. Yes. So, <laughs> and so basically, the disciplinary action by the Rabbitohs was deemed to be enough for Burgess and Sutton. And um, gee, what punishment Burgess got? He got sent to Manly. Fucking talk about falling uphill. He's a new Shane Matiski. Now, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, and um, just some other things we missed very briefly um, while we were away. The nines thoughts. I love it. I think it's great. It built on on last year, and um, I think the Tigers' uh, sleeveless jerseys were a hit. I'm probably in the minority, but I thought they were great. (laughs) I'm going to buy one. Um, And again, it comes down to the price, though. You know, they're still quite. What were they? 140 bucks, and they didn't have sleeves. Really? Something like that. I mean, so they got as much material as a child's a a child's large. (laughs) So. but as far as the spectacle and the nines, it was well supported. Um, they put on a great event and um, it's definitely on my footy bucket list. I want to go and check it out. Yeah. I have to say that I, I, I my opinion is probably the exact opposite of yours. Oh, <laughs> oh that's what makes Fuck. the show go around, mate. Fucking don't rate it at all, hey. And I, I, I you know what I didn't rate is Manly's fucking jerseys. They were the worst of the bunch. Oh, no. Bulldogs are the worst. Bulldogs are always the fucking worst. But there were some shockers this time around, too. I mean, Manly's were just like they were they were a bad football jersey, but they weren't like just like a disgusting fucking eyesore. But geez, there were some eyesores. Yeah. <laughs> Those sleeveless ones, like they weren't they weren't an eyesore either. But they were just a bad fucking football. You know, it was a great AFL jersey, presumably. But yeah, and I mean, I, and, and you know what? I predict that, that that sleeveless thing will fucking become more and more. Invoke for like the nines when they mm. don't have to conform to anything in particular. Yeah, exactly. I, there was Storm and Tigers this year were the only two, right? I predicted there'll be more than two teams next year doing it. For sure. I'd go with that. Um, West Tigers setting the trend again. Well, Storm announced theirs first, and the Tigers like they, you actually see some phrase around the Tigers. So they've seen the Storm's announcement going, "Fucking someone get down there and rip those fucking we'll get quick unpick <laughs> and get rid of those sleeves." Uh, the All Stars thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, took Jackson down. Um, they're obviously struggling at some point to get numbers because I picked up two tickets for 35 bucks total. Shit, I've never even been to, to skilled myself for less than that. Um, and we went down there. The traffic sucked. Um, Do the train thing from the from Yeah, Narang? from Helensville. From Helensville, yeah. So that, that was good. Uh, we got there just in time, just like a few minutes before kickoff. Um, oh, sorry. And, and not enough time to see the the indigenous boys put on the, the war dance and enough time um, to get a 24 dollar hot dog uh yeah jackson wanted a hot dog i had something a little more healthy like a salad wrap or some fucking thing um it cost 48 dollars later 87 dollars <laughs> <laughs> and a bottle of water sorry that was 100 um 
I thought the game, you know, it was what it was. It was um, competitive in, in parts where you could see the players, especially the Indigenous boys, once they got their tails up, they, they really wanted to put on a bit of a show. And um, some good tries were scored. Um, there was some, you know, the gallon hit early in the game was pretty fucking poor, I thought. Oh, on, on reflection, I don't think that that was that happens fucking 100 times a year. It, it does, but really... The effect of it wasn't... The effect of it wasn't... The first or second tackle of a fucking, essentially, an, an exhibition game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Like, you just imagine the ref go, oh, Fuck's sake, mate. That, that, Can't that, you yeah. wait till, like, March for this shit? Oh, then the referees obviously had the edict. This year, we're going to fucking crack... Yeah, we're going to crack down on the ruck. So... Let's just blow penalty after pen- after every tackle. Let's yeah, just Jackson is generally keeps up with the game pretty well. I'll give him credit for that. But there was a number of times where he's like, "What's that penalty for, Dad? I don't know, mate. I honestly don't know." <laughs> they just uh, they just want to blow the pee out of the whistle for this occasion. So but, I think the first couple of rounds this season are going to be pretty fucking painful because they obviously want to get it done. The um, there was a lot of people panning the crowd. I thought actually at the stadium the crowd was pretty good. Yeah. So it was probably fairly accurate. Um, to what they reported. What they reported as, like 25? 22? 22, yeah. Yeah. Um, So it was fairly accurate. I think, as a spectacle, I think it would be better supported, um, and not only because of the capacity of difference, um, if it was at Suncorp. I just think... Well, it was at Suncorp. What happened that time was at Suncorp? I'm not sure. The time before the break, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember either. I don't think it would have been sell out. I think it was probably about 35, which is similar sort of... Amount you know filled by fans in the, you know mm. as compared to the different venues, sure, yeah, similar percentage. But we had a good night. Um, sitting in traffic on the way down, Jackson <laughs> falling asleep, <laughs> and um, he was he was a little bit tired just as we got there. But um, once the game was going, he pepped up and um, he, he enjoyed himself. I thought it was a good spectacle, and it was it was good just to be watching some footy. Yep. Um, what else we got briefly here? Chalk mouthing off is what I have <laughs> written here on my dot point. <laughs> this fucking guy, ungrateful son of a bitch. I mean, like, yeah, he's he's got his issues and that's fine. But what a fucking dumbass. Dead set. If you haven't got anything nice to say, just <laughs> fuck. It. I mean, like, uh, hang on, that's rich coming from you. But also, I just think there's a certain. There's a certain element to his legacy and his future earning capacity that he's he's dudding himself out of. Because go away, play a couple of years at, at Para, have your issues, but keep them behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. You're still a life member at Manly. Mm-hmm. You still go back, and people might go, yeah, probably. But internally, there might be a handful of people yep. that go, you handled that pretty fucking ordinary, like, at the, the club level internally. Yeah. But handled yourself with a bit of grace and class externally and certainly to the media, etc. Yep. But no, getting on Danny Wheeler. the fucking standing that you hold within the club, we're going to give you, you know, some development role or something. Yeah. Because after football, Anthony Watmo's earning potential... It's going to be fairly limited, okay. I wonder. Probably I just, to labouring jobs. I wonder or what this fucking rubbish I wonder, collection. I wonder what this little relationship with Weedler fucking pans out. Is that some some kind of way to keep him in the media and and you know try and get him and shoehorn him into something you know perhaps like the Mario Fennec role on on the Footy Show or something down Jesus. the track. 
Because, yeah, Mario Fennec's not breaking any fucking records for IQ or, you know... No, he's certainly not. Or, or, or intellectual contribution to, to the goings on at the footy show. But, anyway, that's the way he possibly could have handled it. Um, he's, he's certainly um, gone about it a whole different way to, than what I might have thought. Yep, and I'd love to see him stripped of his life membership because, I mean, fuck me, he doesn't deserve it. But um, I have been told that while it is possible and it will be tabled um, by someone... It's got exactly zero chance of actually going through because I mean, if for no other reason as a PR thing, it's not it's, it's not a good look. So unfortunately, the the club's just going to have to wear it unless you know down the track they can you know slide it out. You know maybe he retires in a couple of years, slide it out then when he's not you know not, not in the media. And, yeah, it's a little bit too fresh at the moment for that sort of thing to happen. Um, and the last thing I've got on the list here is DCE slash four, and, and it's hard to talk about at the moment because f- fucking no news. So uh, I was I was really confident when I saw it last week. I was like, "Wow, we're going to get a resolution before the show." Thank God. I mean, Jared Hayne, obviously he fucking came to the party and did his announcement this afternoon before <laughs> we record the first show of the season. If you had have asked me two weeks ago, will it will be decided before you record the show so we can talk about it? I said, "Fucking absolutely, hundred percent." I mean, why wouldn't it be? But um, here it is, still not decided. Who fucking knows? All as far as I'm concerned, all four possibilities are still on the table. And those four possibilities being both stay, both go, one stays, the other stays. So, you know, all on the table at this stage. Information I have um, is, you know, on forums, it's uh, it's not great, uh, although it was that he started tending to stay. However, you know, he changes he changes his mind all the time. So, foreign? You know, who, yeah, foreign, yeah. so who fucking knows. Information I have on Cherry, which is obviously a little bit better information. Um, well, it's funny because it's, it's really fucking hard when you hear one thing from, you know, a good source that, uh, you know, has been, you know, well, you know, very close source to Cherry Evans. Um, and the media says, you just keep hearing the media stuff and you think, well, fucking, you know, uh, you know, is he, is he actually finding, is he actually telling people close to him the truth or where yeah. the media, because, because what I've been told is that, um, his wife, Vessa will not move house. Live too close to her parents, loves where they live, will not fucking move. So to me, that thought that that was like okay. So that puts the Cronulla and Cronulla and Manly the only teams in the mix there, and that takes the Gold Coast off. I, I heard a media report saying that his parents were moving down the Gold Coast, and now I could say that that's not the case. And uh, his parents did receive; they uh, bought a house not far from here, and for about four hundred twenty thousand dollars or something about six months ago. That's a lot of rural land out where they live. It's just uh, you know not too far from here, but um. The developer approached him and you know offered him like nine hundred grand for, for the house they bought wow. for twenty. That's a good fucking deal. But if they did, I mean, it's not like they're moving down to Gold Coast, so that's not like a a uh, like a harbinger that you know they're going to move to the coast and therefore he's going to move up to the coast or anything like that. So at this stage, I've got to say honestly, I don't have a fucking clue which way they're going to go. I don't think they do from one moment to the next. I mean, I think there's probably things that they like on both sides of the deals and stuff like that. I also wonder if there's a little bit of fucking gamesmanship going on between the management of both of them. Like, I, I saw, once again, media, grain of salt, sort of thing saying that, um, that foreign was foreign's people were blaming Cherry Evans' people for releasing the stuff about the eels. Remember how it came out last week about a week yeah. ago that he was dead set certainly four years signed for the deals done, you know, done, done, done and delivered. They're saying it was like, yeah, he's Cherry Evans' people were releasing that, you know, because then it gave him more leverage to, you know, gave an all more leverage to go to Manly and say, yeah, give me more money and you can keep that one and not the other one. <laughs> like, fuck's sake, managers are fucking blind in the game. They are, um, but. Having said that, they do work for the player. 
oh, and yeah. the player has to have a sense of what's what's a good look and what's not a good look. Oh, and some of the way, so. some of the things that are fucking going on. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, Robbie Farrow went through a similar thing, you know, touring the fucking Titans for, facilities. And that's one thing I'll never fucking get. Yeah. You're a professional athlete. Because you know what? It doesn't fucking happen every day when people are up for re-signing. It happens once every blue moon. Yeah. But I just don't get this, you know what? I'm going to go to the Gold Coast and I'm going to tour their facilities. Because, Probably, yeah. you know, that's going to make a big fucking difference to my million dollar a year contract yeah. is if you know, if I'm on a million bucks a year and I'm a professional athlete, if the club's gym's shit, I'll go and train at my own fucking gym and my own million dollar house. With my fucking solid gold fucking barbell. Exactly. Why do you need to go and tour the facilities? Yeah. It's the- such a load of shit. You you could do it all behind closed doors. You could show the club that is currently employing you a bit of fucking respect. And you don't need to showboat, essentially, which is what yeah. you're doing. You're, you're grandstanding and chest beating and trying to get a reaction from your club, but, you know, that being more money on the table... And it, it's just such a load of bullshit. I don't buy it for a second. Yeah, the, other, the fucking. What are you touring at the Gold Coast? Yeah, the other things. I've, the, the other things that I've that I've heard as well is that um, that uh, David Perry had pretty much had uh, Cherry Evans locked up, signed, sealed, delivered, agreed, and then um, the the whole you know boardroom thing happened. Uh, the Pens took control. David Perry was obviously an enemy of those guys, so he got fucked off. They brought in Joe Kelly from the Rabbits, and you know before that I think he was Chelsea Football Club. And um, he's come in and basically like said, I'm not honouring shit. Negotiations begin again. And here's my figure. And it's significantly lower than the one you fucking agreed on. Um, but also I heard that he's actually like a straight, straight up businessman too. Like he's just like, I'm not going to fucking pay overs for anything. And, you know, should performances, you know, should we you know, win a grand final? Or should we make finals, you know, win the mine premiership, make the grand final, win the grand final? If these things happen, then I'm prepared to reward those handsomely. But I'm not paying you to fucking turn up. You know, I'm paying you to fucking perform. So I like that. That's a very good attitude, I think, for sustainability. I if, agree. In a salary cap era. with Gen Y. Yeah, Gen Y. You know, they want to be the CEO fucking after a year in a job. Exactly. And uh, in the NRL perspective, they want to be captain of a job. And, and when that's, you have, you know, a team like the Titans that are struggling and a marquee signing... Um, He's going to, you know, in their mind, put bums on seats. Hasn't worked with any other marquee signings that they've had. But, Ever. Um, and, you know, Cronulla is, a, you know, a lower profile club, you know, a, a, a lowest, signing the Lowest that. offer as well. They don't have yeah. the money to do it. But a, exactly. But a, a signing of that magnitude and, you know, the, the barber factor, their mates and all the rest of it, it's a good look for them. You know, they've had a tough couple of years as far as shit off the field and, um you know, it's it's probably good for their stakeholders as well um, to pull that off. But um, interesting to see how it all happens. I think four and other than a couple of um, blemishes, I think he's probably done better with the negotiations going on behind closed doors. But it's still dragged out for far too long. Yeah, he's he's uh, his major problem is that it's that it, it hasn't concluded yet. Otherwise, I mean, if, you know, it's, it's very plausible that his people didn't say anything about that Eels mm. thing. And if that was the case, if it was the Eels fucking going too soon or, you know, whatever, then, because it is kind of at odds with the way that he's conducted everything so far. I mean, you wouldn't have a fucking clue what he's done because it's just been all, you know, under wraps. Um, the other thing, the, the other point, sorry, that I did uh, have made uh, about Cherry Evans was that he's not so much a money guy. 
and he's very big on uh, on goal setting and, and achieving goals and he's got a list of things that he wants to achieve and he hasn't finished that list yet and one of the things that's on his list is he wants to be the captain of Manly. So, that's, you know... The funny thing is, I think the foreign's probably more likely and a better candidate for that sort of thing. So maybe that's another, you know, stumbling block. One draw, one goes one way, one stays. One, you know, this, you know, because of that. I mean, you know, whether co-captaincy is a solution there. I mean, Jason King and Jamie Lyon, you know, shared co-captaincy until King went. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. But uh, yeah, bit, uh, yeah, wouldn't come with the blessing of of some of the senior players the way he's carried on. Yeah, if he was made co-captain or captain yeah possibly although the other the, the flip side of that is that era is two years you got you know two years Brett Stewart two years Matt Hyde they're both retired at that point uh, two years Jamie Lyon he'll probably retire at that point not that he gets involved in this fucking shit anyway and then what you're dealing with are you know completely players who aren't you know tied to either you know either generation of sure. players so so there's that too so you know it's just like, it's a, like these guys are like you know 10 more year players rather than you know two more year players so who fucking knows I guess we'll find out you know probably probably by the next time we record next I think we'll have something to say about it Okay, uh, no, no recaps to go through this week. Just the first week of the season. However, what we do have is our season preview, and I, I, I realise now I have it in front of me that there is um some uh, things that I don't have yet. So I'll just fucking wing it. <laughs> but um, listener DJ X Plane, legend and a uh, a statistics guru, nerd, David Middleton of the show, pretty much has set up a system, uh, an Excel spreadsheet, whereby, you know, he's devised a scoring method. So, you know, you put you, you submit your table for the year and you get X amount of points for, you know, direct hits and you get another amount of points for, you know, one-offs and, you know, there's more weighting towards um, the the higher teams in the table, like the top four and things like that. It's a very good system. And what we're going to do is we're going to keep it open until round three. So we'll close it off at the start of round three. And so what we'll get you guys to do is... Um, just chill for a moment. I'll put uh, a form up where you can enter your picks in, and um, so we can get them to uh, to DJ explain in a in a format that works for him and for his Excel thing, just to make it easy and not as manual. And uh, we'll have a link up on the site and put it on Facebook and everything, and you'll be able to pick your teams one through sixteen, and then we'll be able to come away with at the end of the season someone who statistically you know gets the high score. So we'll do that. Um, what I don't have in front of me at the moment is I do not have the finishing order of last year. Do you? No. Fuck. All right, then. So, let's open... <laughs> what the fuck? I know. Fucking... I, I, that was one of the things I realised I just didn't I didn't have. So, so I've been... Okay, so we get to the NRL season. And uh, get the standings in there. And uh, we'll see what the standings are because we're going to go from the bottom to the top and uh, that's not the order although you know the bottom side would have been pretty funny oh, if it was fuck, I could just okay. stomp on your fucking face some days Wikipedia had the Tigers listed last because you know alphabetically that's the way it would go okay so the latter the bottom team the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks obviously uh, uh, Anis Horribilis and um, they were terrible Anus indeed um, 
16th. So, okay, so we go to Cronulla. Where you got Cronulla on your list for this season? Look, I think the Sharks uh, will improve to a certain extent this season. I think the signing of, of Barber as a genuine attacking threat uh, is something they, they really desperately needed um, with the whole Carney situation bubbling out. Um, I think their forwards are more than good enough to give Barber the sort of space that he likes to operate in um, with their with the offloads and, and you know, for feeder and Gallon, those sort of guys with the interchange of passing, a la the Bulldogs, when Barber has been at his peak, um, I think that, that is, is going to be their strong suit and it will win them games, probably not enough, and I think they'll finish about 11th. Well, I have them as 11th. <laughs> so, close the show there. And, every, and, every, and everything, yeah, everything you said is exactly what I agree. And I think they, they'll be uh, the big improvers of the season, but they're coming from last, so that doesn't mean a lot in the scheme of things. Last year, 15th place side was the Canberra Raiders. Where do you have them in this season? Um, this like, There's been a lot of bleating that the, the competition is... Um, is, is closer than ever, and, and it's right. They say that every year, though. Um, and it's, it gets closer every year. Um, but I just think there's, there's going to be those sides that are competitive every week. But when you look at the at the end of the season, they haven't won many games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, That's not Canberra. Sorry? Canberra's the other team. Yeah. The one that's uncompetitive <laughs> every week and loses <laughs> the most games. Yeah, I... Um, I think... And, and we'll get to the Eels, but I, th- I think the Raiders are a bit, will be a bit like Para. Um, only worse. They they won't overcome the loss of Milford. Um, not in one season. They're still coached by Ricky Stewart, and I think they'll finish fourteenth. I've got them coming stone motherless fucking last. Wow. Worse personnel than last year. The same coach as last year. There's nowhere for them to go but fucking down. Fourteenth last year. Speaking of somewhere to go, the Gold Coast Titans. This one I imagine will be um. A popular mainstay, I think, down the bottom of most people's. Like, given the the whole cocaine thing, mm. it's yet to pan out what's going to happen. I mean, players have been stood down. You know, players that are, yeah, yeah, some of their, their better players. I mean, well, particularly in t- well, Bo Falloon got their their players player thing for mm. last year, um, didn't he? I'm not sure. Uh, no, Greg, I'm shaking my head in oh, disbelief. Oh, oh, okay. Not saying you're wrong. Greg Greg Bird. I mean, obviously, you know, representative player. If those guys are, are, are still stood down, you know, permanently, Dave Taylor, I mean, I didn't mention him, you know, because he's shithouse and lazy. And, you know, and, and the, this fucking dude's allegedly on the fucking, on the gear. So... Amazing. Why so lazy? Why 130 kilos if you're on cocaine? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, Nathan. I don't have... He must literally eat nothing but fucking ribs and shit. Like, you know, cheese fries. Bacon. Fucking now I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, the uh, the Gold Coast Titans. I actually had them higher on my list until today when I sat down to think about it through the the whole, you know, the cocaine incident and everything like that. So now I've got them at fifteenth. Wow! So you've, you've knocked them up a peg. Um, well, oh no, the Raiders. No, 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 no the Raiders are last Raiders year. Yeah, and i have knocked so so fourteenth last year, fifteenth this year. I've got yep. them. Um, I think they're a better team than the Raiders, and they're going to have probably a terrible start to the season, depending on how they react to the adversity. But just from like a, a personnel standpoint, it's a pretty fucking big hit to take. I wonder so, if Sram is going to play more. Um, yeah, this year I just. He's out of favour, but I think because of this, he's back. He's not in favour, but Kelly's he is still in the there. Mix. Right? He hasn't been shipped out anyway. A Kelly, he's fucking over in England, isn't he? Albert? Yeah. Yeah, he's over fucking playing for England somewhere. In, it's been a long off-season. Salford or somewhere. Um, I don't know. Salford. 
I think Josh Hoffman <laughs> will be a shining light for the Titans um, in what's going to be a, a pretty terrible season. Um, and a few passionate fans are going to be the one saving grace, but it's not going to win them games. Unfortunately, the, the Titans are a rabble in every aspect of the business. No sponsor, no crowds, no money, no culture, no chance, and they'll finish last. Can I tell you something? Round one, Josh Hoffman left. He left to go to, to the Titans because he couldn't hold down number one for the Broncos. Selected in the centres. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Fullback William Zillman. Is that good you are, Isn't Hoffman? it amazing that... You know, all the talk that the Bulldogs are chasing him so hard to play yeah, fullback. And, yeah. and fuck me, he goes down the highway to play in the centres. Yep. <laughs> it's a crazy old game. So, okay. Prepare your anuses. Because here comes a fucking torrent of bullshit. 13th last season, the West Tigers. Why do you see them as minor premiers, Glenn? <laughs> I'm not going to ask you well, what look, you're I don't see them as minor premiers, Nathan. You'll be, uh, you'll be quite surprised to hear. Um, uh, that's actually surprisingly look, reasonable from you, Glenn. I think people people want the Tigers to be ordinary because they don't want to see me happy, and and I can <sighs> understand that. People want to hate. I don't, I don't, people want to hate. They don't want to appreciate. They hate us because they hate us. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> um, but wanting them to be ordinary won't make it happen. I think by season's end, um, Tedesco Brooks. Moses and Farrell will be universally regarded as the best one, six, seven, and nine in the competition. Um, that could be the Biscuit Leagues All Stars. That could be said the Biscuit Leagues All Stars. Mitchell Moses has not put a gram on in his legs. He's still got yeah. legs like Jackson Blakely. He's like and a he fucking, plays in the under eights. He's, he's he's like a mouth on toothpicks. That kid. I love it. Like, I love it. He's like <laughs> Jackson Blakely. <laughs> um, no one knows how good the, the Tigers going to be, and that's the best part. I think, um, you know, hash run TMB will be universally adopted um, across the NRL by the West Tigers and, and anyone else that has half a fucking clue what they're doing. Um, I think they'll they'll have their tough times. A uh, new coach, um, you know, adjusting to the big time and the, and the pressure and, um, you know, later in the season with other teams gunning for them and, and wanting to peg, bring them back a peg, I think the Tigers will... Um, be in and around the top four for a large part of the season, maybe drop a couple of games um, in, you know, the, the middle third of the season and, uh, and and finish in the top eight, around seventh. That's surprisingly reasonable for me. I'm you a reasonable your, person, your, Nathan. I've always said that about myself. For the first season, it's fine. It's taken fucking years, but you finally become more no, realistic. No, I didn't pick about... him to finish first last year. You pick him to win the premiership every year. I mean, not finish yeah, first I, at the end I, of the hey, ladder. We're talking about where they're going to finish, mate. So they're going to win the win the comp from of seventh. Of course they're going to win the comp from seventh. Yeah. Really? Okay. Interesting. All they have to do is win four games. Like everyone makes it this big deal. All you got to whatever they'll probably go on a fucking six game winning streak to finish the season and then just win another four. What? <laughs> yeah, I got them in as tenth. The big improves of the year for mine. Tenth. It's <laughs> a fucking joke. It's close to the eighth. It's close to eighth. It's close to ninth, where you pick them every other fucking year, anyway. Yeah, no, this year I mean, like the whole, the whole that that's not a thing anymore. That whole heartbreaking finish, two points out <laughs> yeah. or four and against out of the eight. I mean, now that is there's not fucking in the hunt. In um, all seriousness, though, it, it's it your is back a, row is fucking. Dis- I can't speak. Well, de- it, it, it it would dead set diabolical from the team list I saw today. <laughs> that's going to prove to be fucking problematic for Look, you. That's all I'm going to say. I agree, but there is nothing to say that one of these kids, uh, you know, like Jesse Sue, he's got all the attributes to be a great second rower. Curtis Sirenen, 
Dean Howell's how? Well, they need some experience in there somewhere, and that's the reason he's playing lock. Brendan Santi in my panty. I mean, he's... Yeah, I don't think that's going to catch. Yeah, it is. I don't think, I don't think he's going to catch on. I can make a shirt for a view. On, you know, I don't think he's going to catch on. Look, I can't, I can't steal all the hashtag glory. We'll just stick with hash run TMB for the moment. But um, there's talk that, that Santi is, you know, he's the new Liam Fulton. He's the man to... To clog up the middle and... Um, to do the fucking rack up concussions. <laughs> maybe. He's got too much hair for that. He'll be fine. Yeah, I, I think the Tigers... Um, one of the kids will step up in it and, and that'll be one of the surprise packets for them. Now trip on a blade of grass ACL. That's the end of it. Look, I, they deserve... They deserve all the mocking about the injuries, but it's a new <laughs> era. They've got new coaching staff, new performance staff. New strength and conditioning. Um, new strength and conditioning staff, all the rest of it. Um, Every day's leg day now. <laughs> <laughs> Every day is biscuit day. All right, so West Tigers tenth. Um, Newcastle Knights finished Seven. fucking me dead. They finished twelfth last year. They did. Well done, Knights. That's good <laughs> for you guys. Twelfth. Okay, so twelfth. Newcastle Knights twelfth last year. Where do you see them finishing this year? I've got them finishing twelfth as well this year. Um, I think they'll be well coached under Rick Stone, um, and they've got some good pieces in their squad. I just don't think. Um, there's enough improvement in them to match it with other teams that are going to improve in 2015. Uh, they'll always be solid at home, and, and that's you know testament to their fantastic fan base there in Newcastle. Um, and surprisingly, and you can laugh me out of town here, but I think defensively they'll actually be better under Stone than they were under Bennett. Look, I don't want to be harsh, but... I think you're a fucking idiot. Wayne, <laughs> no, no Wayne, Wayne, Bennett is, Wayne Bennett's a fucking myth. Well, He's... we'll get to that. He got everything he wanted to, you know, to pinch, come in, pinch hit, grab a grab a premiership with the Dragons, um, you know, seemed to be unlimited budget and to get what he want. And, and which immediately, which fell apart quicker than any premiership era, I think, ever ever has fallen apart. And now that side is fucking, you know, barely first grade side. So, yeah, I don't, I, th- I don't think that, um, yeah, Rick Stone defense, is a massive... I think the, his era at Newcastle... Look, last season, the Alex McKinnon situation was was something that no one could ever have predicted, and and the no, impact but... that it had on the club and the players and the you know the the general vibe around the club was was pretty fucking tough to overcome. Yeah. Um. And I think that the Tinkler shit that went on as well. Um. Other clubs look. There's, there are a lot of other clubs that went through a lot worse, man. That's all I'm gonna say. Worse than a player breaking his neck. No, not a player. No, again. but no, I'm talking internal turmoil, like you said, the Tinkler stuff, things okay. like that. Yeah. There are far more. There are teams that went through. Far, fucking your team probably went through more worse shit than that. So, yeah, I, I think you probably are being a bit harsh on, on Bennett there. And that fucking McKinnon thing, that's something that you can use for, you know. Yeah, you you've only, use- at the end of the day, you've only got so much adrenaline and you've only got so much fucking. You can only cope with so much. And that just went on and on and on and on and on and on and just. You know, they had, you know, the rise for Alex round and... Yep. Fuck, look, it's hard to keep getting up for games when you've got that level of Broken emotion neck. around you. Let's move on, because that's <laughs> fucking disgraceful. Um, look, I'm just... I'm fucking... I, I thought I'd take a couple I'm, of fucking shows to tell you that I hated you, but here we are. I've, I'm, I'm, look, I'm just filling for time, because my iPad just ran out of juice and I don't know what I picked. The noise to finish. I think I picked them to finish 14th. There's, this, uh, there's, this you, is you, so you, unprofessional. You were talking. You were talking about their performance, and how much performance they had in them, mm. and like how much improvement they had in them. And look, I think that they they do have improvement in them. However, 
there are teams like the West Tigers that finished below them last year. I've got them finishing higher this year. Cronulla had that terrible year. I've got them finishing higher than them this year. So it's not that they're going to slide massively. I just think there are other teams around them that are going to uh, just get better than sure. they are. So where you got them finishing anyway? 12th. 12th, okay. That's not too bad. Okay, St. George Illawarra Dragons finished 11th last season. You had asked me two months ago, dead set fucking country mile wooden spooners. Although I've since softened that stance. Well, what I haven't got finishing much better. 15th. Um, okay, I do have finishing much better than that, I think. On the field, they've got some talent. Yep. Dugan, um, you know, Nightingale, Merrin, probably going to be playing New South Wales Cup in a couple of weeks. Um, I wonder how that's going to fucking play out for him. I mean, like, I'd have him I'd have him as an 80-minute prop if I was the Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> like, just fucking grind him into dust. Send him to Penrith <laughs> like Mitch Moses. <laughs> Send him to, like, fucking, like, you know, give him, like, you know, say hypothetical. He would play that many minutes, he couldn't, all the cheeseburgers that he eats, he could not possibly still put on weight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, okay, just while I've got Even at half-time, I'd leave me on the field doing laps. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, on the field, they've got they've got some talent there. Obviously, Benji, Widdop. Um, just, there's just something off at Cogra. I think yeah. there's too much in-house rumbling for them to, to really be a force or even be overly competitive. Um, and I think they'll finish 15th. I'm going to finish in uh, 12th. So, you know, I, I, I honestly, like December, I would have said last by a country mile, but, you know, I've since reconsidered that. And, uh, yeah, just have a just got, like, last year they, they had some really good performances. Mm. You know? And, but there's just something there. And I, I don't know. There's, you know, with with Brett Morris leaving, um, the Merrin situation. Yeah. There's obviously you know, something there was under talk that, that Nightingale was going to be shipped out. Under that, Jeez. under that Mary regime, there's clearly like some bad juju. Yeah. Yep. Some players aren't aren't fans of it. Yeah. Okay. Last season, tenth, the Parramatta Eels finished. This season, with the loss of Jared Hayne, and with the gain of what my what's they gain? Nothing crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I can't think of anyone big. Um. Normally I have my rugby league week to yeah long. I couldn't find it for the life of me at home. Yeah. Jackson's probably stolen it. Um, I've got Para finishing 13th Same. this year. Um, I think, they'll again, another side that'll be well coached um, and they'll be very competitive every week. Uh, but there'll be those games this season that they won last year because of Jared Hayne mm-hmm. and they won't have that to fall back on. Yeah. And they'll be L's instead of W's. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they just won't overcome the loss of Hayne in the space of one off season, and um, and fans can diminish what he did, and you know the way he checked in and out of games and seasons. And I'll say that every single one of them is a fucking shit fan because I can sit here as a West Tigers fan, mm-hmm. and having watched Jared Hayne from you know when he started out mm-hmm. and some of the bullshit things he did in Origin when he first you know made his debut there and. And all the way through 2000, that, that ride in 2009, and yep. and over the last few seasons, anyone diminishing what Jared Hayne meant to Parramatta is is, is dead set. I've seen a lot of some gear off Dave Taylor. I've I've seen a lot of uh, fuck Jared Hayne. He's not the Parramatta legend. If I was going to attribute Parramatta legend status and 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 also just respect to anyone, it would have been Hindy. 
Hine, you don't score no tries. And chip Hine and chase leaves the field. Legend. He's a fucking legend. And Jared Hayne has, has the potential to go down as one of the fucking best players, you know, one of the best dozen players ever. If he cracks his NFL <laughs> thing and for you know and actually starts for for the 49ers, he'd be like one of you know the the greatest you know sportsman Australia has produced. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I think Para has some good times ahead in the in the coming seasons, mm-hmm. and I think Brad Arthur is the man for the job there. Provided he doesn't get asshole because of well, some feud with Daniel Anderson. That's something you, you can't really account for, but you can probably bet your house on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just not going to happen this year for him. Yeah, I got 13th as well. This is crazy. I mean, have we ever agreed so much? It's just the beards, We've, mate. Yeah, it must grew be. the beards and our periods of sickness. <laughs> like all of a sudden, <laughs> look at this guy. Ninth last season, New like- Zealand Warriors. <laughs> I feel like I'm from from Romania, like sitting here with my sister with our beards and our synced periods. It's beautiful. Uh, Warriors finished ninth this year. They finished where? Eighth. Eighth. Well, was, you know, um, we're close again, actually, on this one. I honestly think Sean Johnson will win the Dalian Medal this year. He's yeah. got a massive year ahead. Um, he just last year and. Um, and through the the four nations, I think he um, he really showed a level of maturity that uh, that was probably the last the, the last step for him. You know, yeah. he's he's really um, he's always been flashy and he's always pulled off you know some performances in big games. Just his maturity level, with his, especially with his kicking game and selective passing, that was the final frontier for him. And I think this year is the year where he he really puts it all together and. Um, and makes a run for the Daly M as an individual honour. Um, unfortunately for the Warriors, I don't think that is going to be enough to to make the big dance. I think it, he'll win enough games almost single-handedly to get them into the eight. Um, obviously, just on on the fringe there in eighth spot, in in my opinion. But there's just not enough consistent help there for him for him to um, to take it out. Yeah, I had him uh, seventh. And I don't really have a lot of rationale for that. It was really just the teams around them, and yeah. I rated them better than those teams. But yeah, I mean, like I think Sean Johnson, uh, he's got a good year, and they just seem they. It's weird because I mean they don't finish in the finals contention, but they, it, 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 they feel like they're building. Mm. Like that, I, like that this group feels like it's building, but you know, having said that, they could get the fucking spoon because I mean, really, what a frustrating team yeah. <laughs> if you're a follower of that side. The, the, I, I feel like they, if I was a Warriors really, fan, the West Tigers with more hungies at, at the end of the day. And more and more variations on their jersey strips. Well, wow. or you know, I mean, like 160 bucks a pop, which is probably like 300 New Zealand. I mean, you know, you'd be spending 24 thousand dollars a year on fucking jerseys if you were a diehard, you know, like a mad butcher type character. Fuck, you got to sell a lot of jandals to make that, bro. Hey, all right. Top eight last year, eighth place, the Brisbane Broncos. Where they finished this year? Fourth, in Fourth. my opinion. My God, fourth. I've drunk the Bennett Kool-Aid. Oh, my God. You <laughs> um, you fucking sniffed up all the fucking Greg Bird's stash. I, I think the, the Brisbane forwards last year were underwhelming, and they'll improve under Bennett. Their defence will improve under Bennett. Um, and the significance of Bennett coming back to the Broncos, it's it's attracted a fair few haters, and people are going to mock it, but... It can't be underestimated. Um, on top of that, Anthony Milford's ability to win games on his own 
even if he doesn't gel with Ben Hunt remains, straight away. It remains, it remains to be seen, I think, that. That's what we think is going to supposed, is supposed to happen. Well, we saw it plenty of times with Canberra. We, we see it plenty of times. We saw like a flat, occasional flashes of brilliance. How many fucking games did they win last year? Eight? I think in the early part of the season, he'll do enough, even if he doesn't, you know, his combination with Hunt doesn't hit the hit the ground running straight away. Um, and then when it does, does, I think they'll go on a bit of a streak and, and that should get them into the top four. Um, you know, they might have, you know, the, like a, a bit of a year, that, the first year Bennett was at the Dragons, a bit like that. Um, you know, super impressive regular season and, and just fall short of the ultimate goal of, of a premiership in that first year. But the next couple of years for Brisbane, you know, I can really... And it pains me to admit it because, I never, you know, I don't want to see Jackson happy. I don't want that. Is there anything as a parent that's worse than seeing your children happy? Especially at your expense, too, in a football yeah, head-to-head no, thing. I, no, I mean, I like, can't that's, think the, of that's not something that I need to really worry about because, you know, obviously killer sports manly, but, um, you know, but if, if, I was, if I was worse at parenting and somehow my kid got to fucking support another team through some fucking magic or voodoo shit... Oh, please go on, Nathan. <laughs> I mean... I still can't fucking believe it. Like, because you, of, I can't believe you, of all fucking people, allowed this to happen on your watch. Because Nathan. You know... <sighs> Because people just can't mind their own fucking business and have to yeah. buy my son Broncos gear and, yeah. you know, encourage him to support the Broncos and, and you know, embrace his Darren Lockyer love. The problem is you don't, you, you don't, you don't have a, a, a fearsome, like, vengeful air to you. Obviously, people don't, they don't, you know, people obviously love you and respect you, but I don't think anyone fears you because that's why they did that shit. <laughs> Me, on the other hand, sometimes they would even make, like, I remember when, I remember when, um, Persona non grata, my um, wife's father, um, he'd sort of try and teach, he'd try and teach Killer, saying like, let's go, Broncos, like, as a kid. I just have to be like, just give me a look. That shit never happens again. Look. That doesn't happen under my roof, motherfucker. In my, under my roof. It's we, my house. <laughs> we encourage. I pay the bills in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> we encourage uh, in, independence and uh, unfortunately that philosophy has bitten me on the ass, Nathan. But yeah. having said that, I think Brisbane will finish in the top four in the, in the uh, regular season. Eighth. Fucking yeah. relax yourselves, bitches. Seventh last year, the Bulldogs. You don't, you don't have anything to add. You're just going to let me do all the talking. You're just going to drop a bomb. On the Brisbane one, I, 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 I interjected where I needed to in that Brisbane one. I, I think that, that they, what you say could be true. It could be. But I haven't, I haven't seen enough of Milford and, uh, to, to put the second coming on him like he's, you know, he could be fucking Ben Barber the second. He really could be. You just don't know. And so until he uh, he shows something, I'm going to concede that they'll make the finals for the Brisbane fans to keep them happy. But that's the extent of my generosity on this issue. So we move on to the seventh position. Last year it was the Bulldogs. Where, so with the Bulldogs, where are they going to finish this year? I've got the Bulldogs finishing second. Um, another big year ahead. I think there's some real, uh, some real pluses for the Bulldogs... You know, Michael Ennis was a good servant for the Bulldogs, so I think they've offloaded him at, at precisely the right point. Uh, I don't think that Cronulla is going to get the most out of Michael Ennis, and, and the Bulldogs extracted every last ounce of ability and, and desire out of out of Ennis and, and, and let him move on and replaced him with a younger model. Mm. And I think their timing was impeccable. The addition of Brett Morris gives their attack more potency, and for a team that made the grand final, that is a big plus. Um, they probably... Um, 
got where they got to last year without having um, really a huge amount of firepower out wide. You know, you had yep. Sam Parrott running around out there and... Yeah, garbage. You know, and Mitch Brown and, and people like yeah. that. Garbage. You know, a guy with the finishing capabilities of Brett Morris on the end of, you know, Hodkinson and um, and Reynolds yeah. is pretty formidable. And I think... Pretty um, underwhelming halves combination, especially as they finish the season. Weren't amazing. Just, they peaked. They peaked kind of real early in the season. I thought, got the origin thing, but you know, even in the origin, the writing was on the wall that you know there was this sort of level of like they're very tough players, I and they've got they a lot of attitude and everything. But there's they're not brilliant attacking. No, I, I think geniuses, you know, creative minds. I think that they complement the other attributes to that side quite well, and um, you know, most notably their forwards and and. Let's not underestimate the impact that installing James Graham as captain is going to have on that side. Like he was a massive leader. He can't last year. he can't give any more. No, though. he definitely Don't can't. <laughs> but you know, just as, as captain, I, I think that is a really good, um, you know, tick of a stamp of approval from from Des to, to James Graham. And um, yeah, look. I don't know where that extra level is going to come from, but you know, a lot of players do take their game to another level as captain, and he's the type of leader that that. that you know, you would expect that. But he he just gives every last fucking drop every last week. So if he yeah, if he finds another level based on captaincy, then you just fucking hand him to Dally M because I mean, <laughs> honestly, like what else can he, you know? Like fuck. Yeah. Um, I have them finishing fifth, so that's an improvement on last year. The only the, I, while I agree with everything you said about the Michael Ennis situation, I still don't think that they've. They still don't have like Michael Ennis in the, the their their prime Michael Ennis that they got rid of at the right time. They haven't filled that void though. No. You know what I mean? And being such a forward based side, you really do need someone who um, you need an excellent. They've obviously seen something hooker. in this kid from Cronulla. Yeah, he wasn't like that. He wasn't great. They've like, yeah, they've obviously seen something there. Yeah, that Des obviously thinks that he can he can make him into the type of hooker that they need to, to yeah. continue that momentum. You know. Yeah, and I get that, but I just don't. Oh, I, just, I don't see I, it. I don't, I don't see it. I, I haven't seen it yet, and I don't see it. But you know, this you know every fucking chance that he's you know he's right. But I think that that's the variability in between what we've said there. I mean, yours is probably more based on the fact that it happens, and mine is based on probably you know more conservative okay. expectations. Sixth last season, Melbourne Storm, where they finish this season. Big surprise, I guess, for for a lot of people. I got the Storm finishing tenth. I don't think that's surprising at all. I've got them finishing ninth. And you know what? I don't think we're fucking Robinson Crusoe's out there either. I think a lot of people are expecting this to be the year where the storm drop out. I just think, you know, Smith's showing signs of wear and tear. He's battling injury. May not even start in round one. Mm-hmm. Um, you see their round one side though too. And it's the most uninspired yeah. looking fucking lineup of players that I've seen come out of the storm for a Slater very long time. Slater and Cronk also have wear and tear. It can't go on forever. And, 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 as Cron- as- and like Cronk is let's be like Cronk is fucking still peak player. Slater, Fantastic Slater, play. absolutely not peak player anymore. Absolutely he, nothing. He's like a he peg was. or two down from where he was a yeah. couple of seasons ago. Even like two Kronk years is, ago, Cronk is one hundred percent in his prime, but had some yep. niggling injuries. Yep. You know, and just little little signs here. They play a lot of footy, mm-hmm. um, and little signs of, of niggling injuries and wear and tear. They're they're a side that operates at maximum capacity. Yep. Like fucking robots. And when yep. robots start having fucking loose bolts and oil leaks, they don't operate so fucking well. So I 
I just think you know there's other too many other teams improving. The wear and tear on on those three guys, which the entire side operates or orbits around. Yeah. Um, and I I just think week to week they're going to find the going harder. Um, and you know they don't have the aura that they had a few years ago. Um, that you know had sides half beaten before they ran out. Yep. They don't have that anymore. Yep. There's too many players that you know opposing teams will look at in their squad and go, really. Yeah, that guy's got a storm. Well, you know, but yeah, but you know, that's that's conversely. Two two years ago, I mean, you know, you'd you'd get your your Norries and you know, you go, oh, this guy's a fucking like you know, country rugby league regional captain coach kind of guy, and he's you know turned into a fucking dependable workhorse machine. They extracted a lot out of those sorts of guys, but it was all around Slater, Cronk, and Smith, and those guys are starting to. Yep. And and it may only be incremental to start the season, but I think by the end of the year, those guys have got another year of miles on the clock, and I just don't think they're going to make another run. Another origin series, yeah. you know, where they won't have won't be with the team. That's they don't have the players to step up in their absence. Exactly. Um, that you know they've always struggled, but you know, but they've seen, often found a way to win. You know, without them, but uh, yeah, oh, no, I agree. This is this is uh, this is it for the Storm, and uh, it's tough because they got a lot of money invested in the the big three. Yeah, and uh, you know, two thirds of those guys, you'd have to think, uh, you know, heading towards the sunset, for sure. Fifth last year. Oh, sorry, I had the Storm finishing ninth. So yeah, similar similar to yourself. Uh, fifth last year, North Queensland Cowboys finishing where this year? I've got them fifth again. Fifth again. Wow, controversial. I think... Not controversial. I just... Too long a history. I see a lot of people putting them right up there. Yeah, and I see that, but there's too long a history there now of, of bouquet catching only to be left at the altar. Um, you know, a North Queensland Cowboys fan would say it's a fucking conspiracy, though. Yeah, exactly. What and would you say to that, Glenn? I'd say that psychologically they're un- unable to make the grand final, let alone win it, because of that mentality. Yep. And um, I think talent gets them into the eight. Mm-hmm. And talent oh, will probably get them into the A for the next couple of seasons. Yep. Um, and they'll be, you know, they'll give a good account of themselves, but they're not winning any premierships anytime soon. And certainly not in JT's career. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying about talent getting into the finals. I actually have them finishing second, but yeah, I agree with you. They're not going to get into the grand final. They're certainly not going to win it. I have them second, sec- eh? I have them second because I think regular season-wise, I think that based, you know, based on the way they went last year and how close they came last year, this year is fucking it. That's it. This is the window. The window shuts after this year, I think, emotionally. And, you know, JT's not getting any younger. He fucking pours it all into into these unthankful, ungrateful cunts year in, year out. <laughs> and just only to get fucking heartbroken. He can't take much more of this shit. I, you know, this they've had it three years in a row. Yeah. I think that this. I think the window shuts this year. It's do or die. I think that attitude will get them pretty high up the ladder in terms of the regular season. However, I don't think that they're going to be able to translate that into premiership success, though. In saying that, fourth last year, the Penrith Panthers. This year, sixth. Fucking hell! This is ridiculous. Guess where I had them? Sixth. sixth there you go. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, the benefit of the soft draw. That's what made you think. Obviously, yeah. Big pardon. With no benefit of a soft draw this season, they dropped two places, right? <laughs> Look, I think they're, they're probably more experienced after an exciting finals campaign last year. Um, still young enough to keep pressing on. Um, most notably, the best cheerleaders in the comp and deserve they deserve their time to shine in finals footy again. Outstanding. Uh, um, it's just, I'm just not sure they're going to be a a top four side all year. Um, yep. You know, they may have some, 
some peaks and troughs throughout the season, and I think they'll they'll plonk themselves at sixth to finish the regular season. But um, having said that, I think there's teams that you know, like the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys will finish above them in the regular season, mm-hmm. but I think Penrith have a much bigger chance of winning the comp than Cowboys. Yeah. I- yeah, I, I don't know how, what sort of chance they have of winning the comp this year. I think they're building, though. I think the next couple of years, uh, Penrith uh, are looking pretty good, especially when they add someone like Merrin next year. You know, like they just they have the feel about them of a of a, a club that is doing the right things mm. to you know for long term success, and uh, and as such, I don't expect them to to be. You know, be successful in terms of premiership this year. Got to finish six. Finals is good, you, you know. Back to back finals. That's that's yeah. good. That's good for them. That's something to build upon. Um, I just think that you know, without the benefit of soft draw this year, they're going to come back a little bit in the in, in the in the running, you but still finish well and truly in the top eight. It's almost like um, they're a, a little, um, you know, their fans are a little microcosm of the, of the club itself. You know, you could imagine Penrith being the club, you know, okay, we've got this much money, we're going to put this much aside and we're going to spend this much like a fucking nerd would, like a Penrith nerd, yeah. if you will. Okay. They're the type of club, they're just building slowly. Yep. Slowly every year, they're just putting a little bit away, a little bit away for a rainy day and a rainy day. That's what they're doing, they're building slowly. I like I like what Penrith's doing on and off the field. Look. They've got some fucking dud fans as well, don't get me wrong, but the nerds are okay. And, and their cheerleaders. And they're not pay- the, I mean, can we can we mention the cheerleaders again? They're not paying the cheerleaders enough. That's it's that's clearly uh, not. I, I, but I, if they paid them enough, maybe they wouldn't wear spandex. Well, it's out for the girls. I think maybe just you know, well you know, is it spandex? More like it's kind of like vinyl, isn't it? Is like, it vinyl? Yeah, it's like it it's shiny. It's, it's shiny. It, yeah, I don't. I don't think you can. I don't think they're in leather. I think it's like more like a, you know PVC sort of thing. Okay. Like more stuff you'd get like at a like a, at a bondage sort of. Look, Nat, get if up. you're listening. Send me your outfit. I need to just test the material. Or look in the tag and just give us give us a ruling. You know, <laughs> that's boring. Hundred percent. You know, hundred percent genuine genuine vinyl from Indonesia. Or something. <laughs> yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, third last season, South Sydney Rabbitohs. This season, they finished where, Glenn? Numero uno. Oh, fuck me drunk. I've said that too. Really? Yeah. First? Yeah. <laughs> we, why do we need two hosts? Why, why do we just alternate? Why, you do it one week, I'll do it next week. Why, we do, we, same, same why do we even... Well, we don't need to do a hits and misses episode at the end of the season because we've both got the fucking same score at this stage. That's like four or five that we've done exactly the same. I think... It's a record. You know, the factor of getting the monkey off their back last season is a big one. The The... The collective. Why, why, what, what does Sam Burgess have to do with anything? <laughs> the collective exhale from the club, their fans, and anything to do with South Sydney after winning that grand final um, flows through to this season. I think they play. You know, when the going's tough, they play with. A, they'll play with a, a more a freer style and um, a clearer mind. And now that they've they've achieved. Um, you know what's been talked about for what had been talked about for so fucking long. They haven't mm. done it. They haven't done it. They, finally, they've done it. There's no. We can't talk about that anymore. The Greg Inglis factor. Um, Reynolds and Keary are a year on in their development, and now with the confidence of success under their belts, are going to be an even more formidable pairing. Um, really, the loss of Sam Burgess is is the only real hurdle there. Oh, excuse me. Pardon my language. The loss of Sam Burgess is really the only hurdle they're going to have to overcome. He was a massive part of their side. Um, 
you know, with his physical attributes on the field, but also what he brought as far as his leadership and, and the respect that he held within the playing group. Um, I think in that regard, Glenn Stewart's actually going to help a lot more than people think. Um, physically, probably not going to have the barnstorm rums. No, absolutely but he's, not. But he's certainly going to add more as far as a ball-playing role. Yeah, but uh, he's... But also his leadership and his, and his experience... He needs to stay on the field. Exactly. They're not going to get a full season out of him. That's well, you say that, but... It, you know, he's had a lot of time on the sideline to let his body heal too. So He's had to because he had to have multiple fucking surgeries well, because exactly. he'd break down after every time he tried to come back. <laughs> so it wasn't like the one thing he was off for. Well, he I just think, kept breaking down. I think he's going to be a lot better for South than what Watmo is for Para. Oh, beyond a shadow of a doubt, almost fucking had it. Um, South, so yeah, well, obviously we said the same. We got them on, on first. I wasn't going to put them in first. You know, once again, you know, like a couple of months ago, wouldn't have had them in first. But I just think that um, they seem to have started the season, you know, pretty well. Uh, the World Club Challenge, you can't, you know, it's a glorified trial thing. But I mean, you can't deny that that was a game where both sides were playing for something. It wasn't just a you know, bullshit trial. Yeah. Um, and they obliterated them. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it was an English side, so I mean, you know, it was like in a post-training session with Reggie's, but still, they had to fly away over there and they fucking got it done. So, you know, you can't you can't take that away from them. And, um, you know, things like the nines and everything, I mean, fucking flip a coin, that you know, who, who wins, you know, that sort of competition. But it, what that does tell me is that as a club, that, you know, they've, they've got their heads on straight and, you know, they're not going to get carried away with the premiership last year and, you know, they should be business like this season and yeah you know, and uh you know when the going gets really tough i mean we'll see if there's a sam burgess in there that uh that emerges to to pull them out of the shit when they need it um you know maybe there isn't i mean certainly physically that you know like george you know presumably is going to be that guy the direct the yeah. direct match but i don't th- you know it remains to be seen whether he does or yeah, can i think he's as far as the development goes he's 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 certainly accelerated in, yep. the, in the last sort of season or so, but I think I think his his leadership qualities have still got a way to go. Yeah, but I mean, you know, he could just rule them with the fucking mighty power of his his gigantic penis. Well, you know, eventually, you know, players could get sucked into the orbit of such a, a gigantic yeah. specimen, such as George's peen, yeah. and um, they just have to do what it says. Yeah, Tom Bird, I wonder if he'll ever fucking emerge from being the Danny DeVito of that fucking pair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned his name because I'd forgotten it. I thought um, George's penis was the other twin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the second last season, the mighty Manly Sea Eagles. Where have you got them finishing? Oh, well, I had to start off with where I had the Tigers. Why can't you start off second. with Second. No, third. Sorry? You got Manly finishing third. Third. Because well. these are the reasons why. Okay. Glenn Stewart's moved on. <laughs> Fair enough. Didn't get a fucking game out of him last year, so that's a non a non factor. And last year we, uh, you know, equaled the the minor premiership. Watmo's moved on, and Watmo, in his day, was a fucking tremendous player. We didn't get a lot out of him last year through through the fact that he played with like a you know torn bicep or some or some such thing. Um, so his minutes were weren't as much, and his input certainly. Well, his his input was you know you stand, standard Watmo, you know, ruck penalties, drop balls, and so on and so on, sideways crabbing. So, so yeah, what I'm trying to say is that those two guys, although they're very, very high visibility and, um, you know, as leaving the club. High profile. Yeah. High profile and everything like that, you know, and, and have been important over, you know, in the recent history. What I'm saying is last year they didn't contribute a great, a great deal. So uh, in a year where we uh, the club did very well, 
they weren't a massive factor in that. And in fact, you know, in what most case, he was probably a, a negative factor towards them doing even better towards the end of the season. Um, now, that said, the back line is the same, if not better. You've got guys coming along in their development, guys like Gutherson, who I think is going to see more more first grade, who's been fantastic every time he's, he's got the opportunity. Um, best back line in the competition, best halves and pairing in the competition. And the forwards, although they lost two big names, didn't lose a lot of 2014 games. And they've got someone, they've got like the, they've replaced the Watmo character kind of guy with like your Willie Mason. Who I think he'll be a good boy. I think he'll be sensational. He's always pro- He's already proven to be the sort of character that I thought he would be in terms of like a, an outside guy come in, get the guys together again, you know, sort of be a unifying force. And, you know, cause he's just, he's just a funny prick too, you know? Um, Remains to be seen how how good Luke Burgess is. I mean, I, I I truly think he's the fucking worst of the Burgesses by, you know, unless you want to count, you know, Joe Burgess on the wing out there in fucking England who's garbage. Is he one of them? No, I don't oh. think so. But <laughs> just but Luke Burgess is un, unquestionably yeah, he's, he's, he's uh, yeah his um his output to date uh, Luke Burgess is unquestionably the lesser of the Burgess. Um, but you know, out from the out from the shadow and actually with more game time and everything like. You never know. I mean, these guys that were thrust into the into first grade uh, definitely ahead of their time. Guys like you know, Sandy Lafau, Hassan, guys like that. They obviously going to be better, you know, uh, and hopefully brought along a bit more carefully. Now we've got a couple more, you know, big guys to throw into the fray ahead of them. Um, a guy like Starling, who finished the season off really well. Obviously, he'll be another year into it. Um, Lawrence, great. And so I actually think that uh, that reports of the demise of fucking greatly exaggerated. And I mean, if the if if both of these halves leave, or one of them leaves, you know, that's fucking, that's a 2016 concern. This year, there's, I mean, there's no reason why they can't perform just as well, if not better. I think depending on the outcome um, of the, the foreign DCE thing, I think it's going to be a good test of, of Tuvi's ability to bring the side together and, and have them overcoming adversity. I think um, Manly have, have traditionally been the best side at overcoming adversity on and off the field, mm-hmm. um, on the field during games, you know they've overcome, um, you know injury tolls on game day and and you know penalty counts stacked against them. They managed to grind out a win. Um, I've got Manly finishing ninth, and, I, and it's not because I I think they're going to be terrible. Um, as I said, they're, they're the best side at overcoming adversity, but this four and DCE thing might quite surprisingly given their standing within the club, I think that could potentially be the thing that brings them undone. I don't think it's going to be have a long-lasting effect. As you say, it's going to be a 2016 concern. Um, I think it'll only be for a season. And then once that, you know, once that dead would, or, you know, if they sign, if both of them sign before the season, so to speak, uh, or, you know, very early on, I think once that is cut out, like you say, these young guys will come in um, but it's almost a bit like the Storm thing, just the wear and tear. You know, there's guys that have had long-term injuries. Um, Brett Stewart, um, plays like that. That Brett Stewart's coming off the most injury-free period of his understand. life, though. Too. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not di- dis- disputing that for one second. But the fact remains that he has had injuries in, in his career. He is starting to get towards, like you, you said yourself, he's only got a couple of years left. Yeah. You know, those things take their toll. And sometimes with, you know, even the great players, 
the downward slide can happen rather suddenly. And I don't think they certainly didn't show any signs of it last year, and people thought they might have at some point. He's actually was bit last year was one of his better years. Absolutely, I think he actually got better and he got faster. And I think yeah. that actually his injury proneness of the years preceding that benefited him because it actually it, it I think it actually stopped wear and tear in other ways. Just through, you know, the through problems that he's had with his knees, you can't overcome that. It's a, it's well. it's some you can't stay that fast for that long when you've got that many miles on your leg on your knees when they've fucking been reconstructed three times, four yeah. times. Yeah. So, I don't think if me and take from, a dip this year, you can't drop from equal for equal first to ninth. Though. That's fucking retarded. It can happen. It's happened before. <laughs> roosters didn't roosters do something similar? Oh, but that was from like the eight to the wooden spoon. Yeah, but Todd Carney was pissing on things, thing. and well, Todd, he was fuck. They didn't have both their halves signed elsewhere before the season started, did they? <laughs> that doesn't it, even even if that's the case. I think that there's no like bad blood, you know, around it between those two players or anything. Anyway, so even if one of them signs, who gives a fuck? The other one's going to be delighted because he's going to get more money, and the other one, and particularly if foreigners want to leave, he's a dude that will just do, you know do a fucking job, and it's kind of weird in the situation, like you know. I would prefer if I if I had to pick one person who I'd want to stay, four and all day. However, if I had to pick a player, it'd be four and two. But a player in terms of the build of, of the squad, Cherry Evans, because Little John is a forward player waiting to come in. You've also got the situation where you've got a premiership winning five eighth in the in the greatest winning prem in the history of the world. Um, you know, he shift him into shift him into five eighth. Jamie Lyon, it's undisputable. I'm not that's not hyperbole. <laughs> I just I love it. That's not hyperbole or hyperbole. It. It's not hyperbole. It's like Jamie Lyon into six for two thousand sixteen. You got fucking Hiku in the centres, Gutho on the wing. Boom, book that one. Then you've got a million dollars to spend on the biggest, baddest fucking props you want. Boom, book it. 2016 premiership, but that's 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 the next job to do after the 2015 premiership, and like finishing <laughs> third sets himself up beautifully for an assault in the title again. Roosters, Roosters, I have them finishing fourth this season. Their squad is not particularly different, and Other I don't. It's not the man partic- in the hula skirt right here. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, do you really? Do you honestly think that he did as much as as like his reputation? This last season, I don't think I don't think that his he was influence a, over the players, not necessarily his performances on the field. Look, I'd like to think that the players that he that he would have had influence over have now had that two years of influence or whatever, and you know they've since come up and you know, your Boyd Corners and whatnot have, be, have mm. come up to become decent players in their own right, and they can overcome you know the the Mala loss of it. Yeah. yeah, and he's you know he he's a fucking textbook like you know. Big reputation, but checked in, checked the fuck out many times, and checked out more often than not last season. He didn't do he didn't do fuck all really. I mean, like he was okay, but uh, you know, Nathan, I can handle a lot of things, but fucking ragging on Sonny Bill, I'm gonna have to draw a line here somewhere. He, he, he's gone. You got to get over it. Yeah, you can wheel his fucking little little grass skirt at you from your dashboard. I think but... we're pretty similar on the roosters too. <laughs> Um, but they, they got Fergie Ferg as well, and you know, despite the fact that the guy's a fucking digital rapist, I mean. Digital in the finger sense, um, <laughs> picking up women like bowling balls against Thanks their will. Thanks for clarifying, because I, I was unsure what you meant. I just had, to, I just, I, I don't know about the audience. I just had to, you know, it's the first episode back. I just had to let them, you know. Gotcha. I mean, yeah, he's, he's a degenerate and a fucking and, and a convicted sex offender. However, you know, he's he's he, before he fucked up, he was on, he was in line for an Origin recall and playing fucking brilliant football. So. 
you've got to say that you know that's a that's a, a big plus to the to the back line as well. I think the Roosters are too well coached to fall too far. They've got a solid side, good halves. Forwards are very structured in their game plan. Um, and really, for all the years of, of Mini's loyal service and, and spectacular play, I think two of us are checking that X factor of him playing fullback might make him even better than what they have been the last couple of seasons. Yeah, I don't know about that. In terms, I mean, certainly in terms of like, you know, your returns and things like that, maybe, and, but, and, and attacking play. You, you know, just don't Mini, know how Mini, good he's going to be now that he's yeah, got Mini's that one jersey completely to himself. Oh, I mean, he was like you know, like Brett Stewart when you know, you know, no defence, no, not diminishing Anthony Minicello's contribution yeah. to the Roosters by any stretch. I think I think they're missing something there. However, I don't think it's going to be enough to to really fuck them over. And I mean, the only reason I've got them in fourth is because. Um, Manly obviously better than them, and I think that it's, uh, South are obviously proven at this early stage of the season that at least now their heads are on straight, and they they were the winners last season. So you have to you know they they haven't given me any reason not to to you know put them in pole position for the premier for the regular season minor premiership race, and uh, North Queensland as I said, I just think that if they can you know put their tampons in and you know, cut down the conspiracy ref's fault bullshit a little bit. I think this is their window. It's do or die. They'll finish, uh, you know, well in the minor premiership, but once again, fall short. Maybe the seven tackles, maybe just the fact that they just can't fucking get it done. Now, um, do we need to talk about things like, you know, Revelations and, and Gronk of the Year? People start saying, you know, what's your Gronk of the Year? Oh, you know, James Chapman is obviously, you know, as just as South Sydney have shown that oh, they are not, ready to oh, go. I'm not going to make any predictions. I need to. I need to get some form. This is what I'm saying. Just as South Sydney have started the season with some intent that lets, makes me think that you know they're picked up where they left off. So too has Chapo. Yeah, the, I, the, I the think, defending champion. You know, I, I would also say that Mup. He's also he wants he wants it, but he has. I he, don't think he takes it far enough though. He, he's had a crack, and I think maybe I'm probably a little bit tainted because the Titans are playing the Tigers in round one, so he's yeah, going extra personal. hard after yep. the Tigers. So, which immediately makes me think he's a fuckwit. But um, I also I, I think he's got it in his game to to, to out Chapo Chapo. All right, revelation. Nat Sinclair. Yeah, I think. Look, if you had a, once again, if you had asked me, if you had asked me two weeks ago, one maybe even you know one what? week ago, twelve months ago, I didn't even know cheerleaders could be revelations. Here yeah. we are. Look, I it's mean, a little learning curve for me, Nathan. And like, I mean, once I, the first time I laid eyes on Danny, I knew that she was going to be the revelation of the season because she was for mine and uh, the revelation of my heart. Now, a position, a position that that she she retains to this day. However, Nat Sinclair, she's been she's she's been quite you know she gets in with the banter and she's quite you know quite interactive on social media. So I think with a fan driven voting category like the revelation is, I think that uh, that in the battle for hearts and minds, Nat Sinclair she could fucking make some big inroads this season. Excellent. And let's not forget, hey, I don't want to diminish any of the other beautiful Penrith cheerleaders either. Hashtag of the year. Hash run TMB. Just well, that's what that's what that's what you think. I mean, hand over the trophy. I've, hand over the Obama trophy right now. I think I have a fe- I, I have a feeling that um the uh, what is he doing surfing? Surfing, yeah, he's got a surfboard. Yeah. You know, red, white, and blue stars and stripes uh, surfboard under his gotcha. arm, and he's like running to the you know Baywatch style, fucking catching catching waves. Um, 
what are we talking about? Hashtag of the year. I think that hash Saguna stories may <laughs> fucking take it. It just depends on how many bullshit stories people come up through the year because whether it's his or not, I think we're going to tag it with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's, that's possible. I mean, you're going to push that run TMB thing, but if the West Tigers don't perform the way you think they do, especially those players, that could be a fucking albatross around the... Around their neck, it could, be. It could and it could, could drag be. it could drag them down into nothingness. Um, well, I'm not going to keep bringing it up if they're going to shit out him. <laughs> and what if? And the worst the worst thing that could happen is round one, fucking you know, shot Stop by it. shot by a sniper. Tedesco biscuit legs out, and he's gone ACL done for the season. Then it's just like, what is it? It's run, run, run. Toby Tara MB. <laughs> oh, TMB, because then Tim Moulton comes into fullback. Yeah, I looked at easy transition. <laughs> Tim Moulton, Tim Tim Moulton's boys, the West Tigers. Tim Tim Simona. <laughs> anyway, we do need a backup plan to to replace Tedesco. He's uh, he's a new man. He's got a new running style and stronger legs. Um, and as testament uh, as testified by his trial form, kid's unstoppable already. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he was unstoppable in trials last year too. <laughs> yeah, trial form, trial form, is shit form. Um, is there any other thing? Is it we've done Revelation Dale M you said Sean Johnson yeah I actually I think Sean Johnson I, I haven't given this one a lot of thought I think Sean Johnson is probably is, is a pretty good bet I mean but if North Queensland performed the way that, that I've got them placed I mean you would think that's off the back of a very strong showing again by Jonathan Thurston there's no Jared Hayne to share it with this time um, Cherry Evans he didn't come too far off the lead of Dale M last year I've got to ask the, the, the real question yeah do you think our beards will still be around come the end of the season yeah Probably unlikely. Do you think we'll be living out of a, a? The two of us will be living out of one of our cars. And uh, I, the, the thing is, like, yeah, you know, since since I've known you, parked just, in the driveway so we can get the Wi-Fi. The, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> the years I've known you are stacking up, and like in that time, you've had a beard, fucking a, a reasonable portion of that time. Like, you know, maybe not half of it, but like, you know, a reasonable before a reasonable portion. And so, it's a it's actually a, a massive fucking surprise to me to learn tonight. That Nicolin's not on board with the beard. I just assumed I, I assumed she was year, because I you're doing it, so much. I took it to another level, though. Like yeah. it got to lumberjack stage last yeah. year. I'm look. I'm going for fucking for jihad, like 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 length beard. You're going for or action beard. Bronson. I go for action Bronson. I started like, showing people pictures of that incredible beard guy. Yeah, I'm not that much into beard culture. Yeah, you got to like, fucking start me off a bit easier than friends that. Are like, None of us are going to want to know you if you start doing shit like that with your beard. So what is he like rocking like ZZ Top shit? Or, oh, he's the guy that does the shapes and things, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, the octopus guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Fantastic. Fuck that. That would cost a lot of money in product. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, I haven't yet to invest in beard oil or anything like that, but I'm getting to it. Yeah? I've got a set of clippers, little yeah. tiny wild ones, good ones, Yeah. that uh, that keep the lines real fresh, mainly for Jackson's lines where he boxes it out in his little yeah. sharp little lines because he likes to keep it fresh. <laughs> oh, it's a style icon, on the kid. Jesus Christ! All right, um, yeah. So no, I, look, I don't think mine. I don't think mine will last all year. I don't know about yourself, but uh, it could. Look, mine, mine could be gone by next week, or it might be here in six months' time. But let's wait and see. <laughs> yeah, I go back and forth. And I think, oh yeah, if I can get to like action Bronson stage, then I'll, I'll be, you know, I'll be happy. And, uh, and I, know, I know you glazed over. You don't know even who the fuck I'm talking about, right? Nah, I'm just, yeah. I was sitting here I'll thinking that the, the, the name of the episode is going to be something about beards and people are going to go, oh, fuck, I wish they'd shut up about their beards. I had thought of a thought of uh, what the episode title was when I heard something before, but I've completely fucking forgot about it. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so the Dally M, Sean Johnson, 
I think, yeah, Johnson, reasonable. Thurston up there, Cherry Evans up there, especially, you know, now he doesn't have that fucking chocolate-coated albatross hanging around his fucking neck. Um, and chalk. Gotcha. You fucking, oh, Jesus Christ. No, that's what I thought you meant. I was like, oh, yeah. just, that's a long bow. Chocolate-coated. Chocolate-coated oh, albatross. You started talking about chocolate-coated, I started looking at me little man in the hula skirt. I was, <laughs> all of a sudden, I had to reach for the cold spoon again. It got awkward. Stay tuned for a link where you will be able to put your own thoughts in for your, uh, well, basically for the, the, the 1 through 16, and we'll let you put the Gronk and, and that sort of stuff in as well. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how we all finish up in the Hits and Misses episode at the end of the season, which will be the, uh, as of this year, part of the grand final wrap-up show because we're going to go live with Drunken Twillies for the last episode of the season because uh, it just makes a bit more sense. Previews. Round 1, 2015. Thursday night football is where it begins at Suncorp Stadium for the Brisbane Broncos versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Back to that. Yeah, why not? It's fucking like the secret. It's the law of attraction. <laughs> who are you picking in this one? Look, it's Broncos. Now Darius Jordan Carr who takes over the number one spot. Yeah, and that's. Uh, do you think that'll you actually? Slide. Yeah, do you think that'll stick like that? Do you think Justin Hodges will drop back there? I heard that he was going to be playing fullback, but I mean, then the team list comes out, and you know he's not. So, I think Carr who's probably safer at fullback. To be honest, I think. If you start putting him in the centres, um, he's going to have to try and contend with fucking Dylan Walker and guys like that. Yeah, but Bryson Goodman's on the other side of the field. Yeah. How's that for a fucking side? You've got Alex Johnson and Dylan Walker, premiership winning, fucking hard to stop. Other side, Bryson Goodwin, Joel Reddy. <laughs> There's a penthouse in the gutter illustrated in just one fucking sweep of the field. Um <laughs> Otherwise, you know, South South look all right. I mean, it'd be interesting to see how they they go. They seem to have started the season off very well in the World Club Challenge and everything. Um, there is that school of thought that you know perhaps the the early start of the season uh, takes it out of teams, especially with that much travel over to England. I guess we'll see if that pans out. But um, you know, the, a week to get over it. A lot of ju- yeah. Well, I mean, the jury's out. You know, big time on the Broncos. So I think it's as with a lot of these round one games. Hang on, I they've think, had two weeks to get over it, haven't they? They play last weekend or the weekend before? This weekend before, but I mean, yeah. like every time a team goes over and doesn't yeah, want a no, challenge, no, it seems to be saying, a, it seems to be a factor. That's seems all. Seems to be a bit of an excuse. Broncos were over there as well, you know, so it's not like the Robinson Crusoe's there. So it's a good matchup for round one. Um, t- look, uh, I think the Bunnies South South they start I mean, for the reason you know that I mentioned before. I think they started the season the way they they finished last season. So you know you have to at least give them the benefit of the doubt for round one, and I think they're going to win in the Broncos' backyard. Friday night football, Parramatta Eels take on the mighty Manly Sea Eagles at Pertec Stadium. Oh my God, it has fucking been laid out on a platter for Parramatta this one. A grudge match, thanks to Watmo. Jamie Lyon, been named, Hurt is injured. There are other ones as well. I thought Brenton Lawrence was injured as well, so I wouldn't be surprised to see. We've got like quite a, um, well, we've got an extended bench, one by, extended by one. Uh, we get to see Luke Burgess obviously making his uh, Manly debut in the in the premiership uh blake leary as well who was a a gun buy from uh up in the queensland cup up in north queensland somewhere um otherwise oh, we get to see Fletty mateo is making his first grade debut so i mean he you know looks like he may have been training well 
I hope. Maybe. Uh, Danny Wicks on an extended bench for Para too, which is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, you think, geez, I mean, you're going to put David Gower in over anybody? Really? <laughs> At this stage, he's in the 17 anyway. Um. <laughs> we need on an extended bench, we've got Paolo, Paolo and Paulie. Yep. Um, not a lot of imagination by the selectors there. Look, I love, I love the look of the Manly side if it lines up as listed. If it lines up as listed, they Manly win. If Jamie Lyon and uh, and Lawrence are out, then you know I think Parramatta might be able to get a jump on them. We start season slow as it is. Too uh, too early to tell on Para um, just yeah. at the moment without Hain. Um, there's going to be a transition and an adjustment there. Um, tough first round opponent. I look forward to I, Willie I, Mason I'm just fucking. Manly. I'm looking for Willie Mason just to drop a shoulder in Anthony Watmo just to <laughs> to a to cement himself as in the Manly side with his lot his new homies and B because you know, fuck Watmo and it'll be a delight much as it was to see um you know when George Rose would do that big bustling run make like good 15 meters break the first line get almost get through for a break get run down tackled drop the ball. I used to fucking hate that when it happened in Manly, and I took great delight when it was, you know, when it when it wasn't Manly. And I'm, I mean, this this sideways crabbing the drop mo, the ruck penalties, especially the way they're going to hammer the ruck at the moment. You know, in the, in the first couple of rounds, just to really get it out of people's games. Uh, I think what might be good for five penalties in this game, and <laughs> uh, hopefully we'll put points on the back of them. And uh, yeah, go fuck yourself, Manly by twenty-seven. Newcastle Knights take on the Warriors Hunter Stadium Saturday match. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Fucking, <laughs> this game perplexes me. Also, I want. I want so much to say, yeah, the Warriors are going to fucking justify the faith that I have in to have exactly. a reasonable season where they get to the finals. But Newcastle. Hunter, Hunter Stadium's always been a thing for Newcastle. No matter how shit they've been, it's pretty much been a thing for them. The Warriors have always been fucked away from home. And uh, look, look, generously, I'll say they've always been unpredictable away from home. Um, but truth is, they've you know usually fucked away from home. <sighs> look, I still have to say the Warriors because I mean I, I presume class is going to shine through, but. With no real confidence. I'm going to say the Knights, only purely for the Newcastle factor. Gold Coast Titans versus West Tigers. Seabus Super Shitville. Saturday game as well. What about my week of footy? So you're going down to Monday this one? night, under eights, training. Wednesday night, so that's, sorry. So that's yesterday? Yep. Yeah. Tuesday night, podcast. Yep. Wednesday night, under eights, training. Yep. Thursday night, Broncos game. Oh, yeah. Saturday... Down the Gold Additional Coast? pre-season training session for the under-8s. Yeah. Saturday night, Titans versus Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> catching up down there? Nicklin loves footy season. Um, yeah, I'm hoping to catch up with a few people. Um, Is Benji going to be up for that one? Yes, he's taking his boys, so I'll definitely catch up with him right. down there. You might get Mup down there. Oh, no, Mup's not going because he's a shit fan, like most Titans fans. Oh, is he scared? I think he's, yeah, I think he's scared. Oh, okay. He's, I, I'm sure I saw a thread on Twitter where he wasn't going. What a fucking surprise. Team needs him. Hashtag, I won't fucking walk away from I'll these never drug, walk o- away. drug fucked cunts you know or whatever I won't walk away because I won't be fucking there in the first place. <laughs> I won't walk away because it's like fucking a kilometre. It's like a kilometre from the ground of the train station. Fuck me, it's a hassle. I'll never walk away, but I will not walk towards you either. <laughs> Fuck. 
I will not walk away from my house to go to a Titans game. Look. Sign everyone down the Gold Coast. <laughs> Apparently they're giving out a shitload of free no, tickets. Keep going. This is brilliant. Apparently they've got a, fr- a shitload of free tickets on the go for this one. They're going to pack it out with freebies, apparently. Yeah. I'm, I'm, because I couldn't pick where I wanted to sit with Jackson's free pass. Yeah. Because you can... This year with the kids, if your kid's registered, yeah. you can get... Oh, like the old days. One ticket to every game. That's And that's to like um any NRL game? Or? Yeah. As long as they don't put a, a limit or, or if they don't say you can't use your pass, but most... Yeah, I remember back in the day when I was playing at school, we used to get that pass. We used to get yeah. into the outer at Lang Park every game. You can actually log yeah. in now. Okay. And it takes you to the site so you can say, okay, I'll have my free ticket and then I'll buy an adult oh, ticket. fucking but, technology. Yeah. What a time it's actually quite good. But then I was... It wouldn't put me in the Tigers away supporters. Though. Oh, that sucks. So I was like, the only, po- in other words, the only populated part of the field. I'll just, um, I'll just buy tickets in there. Um, look, there, there is not. Who knows what's going to fucking happen in this game? In my opinion, well, I fucking know what's going to happen in this game, Nathan. The West Tigers are going to win by 188 nil at half time, and they're going to call the fucking thing off. This is a textbook game where there's Gold Coast Titans. They're in the fucking crisisest, crisisest crisis of ever crisis, and they're against the West Tigers side. Like you know doesn't matter. I mean, they should just be able to show up and fucking obliterate them. Like you said, 188 nil at half time and then call it off with a mercy rule or something. But that fucking scenario that I just described is exactly the kind of embarrassing loss that the Tigers have made a habit of in the last fucking ever since I've known you. Yeah, that's very true. But the amount of Tuesday nights just, when you fucking crawled in my front door, just, with, just ashamed. Just ashamed. This is part of your education, Nathan. You need to understand. You need to be educated. <laughs> this is a new era. <laughs> It's a new era for the West Tigers. We've got new high-performance staff, new strength and conditioning. We've got a new head coach. We've got new combinations. We've got a new era. We've got... Combinations are exactly the fucking same. We've got the flat... What are you talking about? On the wing, Kevin Nagama. We've got the falafel... <laughs> Tremendous. The philosopher of falafel at hooker and captain and leader of the squad. We've got run TMB. You've got Betty White in the centre. Fucking... In, in the form of his career and just had the greatest off-season since he was a 17-year-old child dominating the NRL. <laughs> um, look, there is... Oh, Dean Hallithow, just being there, the just being a human the being. experienced old head that, that every side needs, Nathan. Aaron Wood still wishing he fucking played for Manly. <laughs> <laughs> still needing a fucking haircut, dirty hippie, but I am impressed by your beard, son. I... Um, I really can't see any other scenario than looking at the, the ladder come Monday night after Monday night football and seeing the West Tigers, one victory, for and against, far surpassing any performance from any other team of the weekend. To be fair, I mean, what a treat to get a bye for the first round. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. It's, it's a bye where you, thing. It's a bye during which you can it's, rack up for and against you know, the When you've got a Ferrari, um, quite like the West Tigers have at their disposal at the moment with this side... <laughs> Um, it's quite important to blow out the cobwebs, and uh, and that's exactly what this game will do. <laughs> what the, fu- what the fuck would you know about blowing the cobwebs out of a Ferrari just quietly? <laughs> Nothing, but that doesn't stop me making stupid comments, Nathan, and it never will. A Ferrari's particularly attractive to spiders. That they would put cobwebs in, in, in amongst it. It's a figure of speech. Fucking hell. Think about what you're saying. Yeah, step outside. <laughs> step outside your front door. There's a whole world out there. And they're all talking about the West Tigers. All these, fucking, all these Ferraris are fucking spiders all over them. Oh, we've probably spent enough time in this game. So that's something about like the Jonathan Thurston spiders. Has he got a Ferrari <laughs> oh, or something? He's got spiders on me. Has he got a Ferrari? He's got a Ferrari. Oh, the cobwebs he? out. He probably has got a Ferrari, rich motherfucker. Speaking of North Queensland Cowboys for Sydney Roosters, up at 1,300 teeth. And uh, this one. Well, 
Cowboys at home. Roosters. Cowboys, perennial Oops. quick starters to the season. Oh. Perennial winners up at 1,300 teeth too. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, and, and against the Roosters, really. Um, up up there. Oh, ben Hannett, Matthew Scott's pretty formidable front row. This, um, if these guys, if these guys hit each other with the, you know, Rory, how much did your boat cost, Jason? I don't like him as a hooker, and I think Jake Granville will be in that spot very, very shortly. Um, yeah, I'm going to lean towards the Cowboys only because they den- tend to start seasons quickly. Um, Roosters will be be solid. It'll be. I think this will be a, one of the games of the weekend, but I think Cowboys will just squeak it out. You just look at the Cowboys lineup and you just go, you know, well, it looks 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 quite good. Oh, Robert Louis. Yeah. I don't like tipping the Cowboys, Yeah, ever. me neither. They deserve everything bad that comes their way, and it's unfortunate because the players don't get to have really, you know, decisions on player signings and retention. But, um, you know, it must be a f- fucking heavy, heavy weight to carry through games. That wife being cocksucker. Um, and you look at the you look at the, uh, the Roosters on you, fucking good, 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 fucking sold-looking side. Oh, there's Sean Kennedy there. How about that? <laughs> what about Blake Ferguson? Great player. He's just a fucking sex pest that fucking picks women up like bowling balls against their will. That's all. But he can play. That's all. He can play the game. Well, he can play the game too. Yeah. I've, no, not not especially. He's, he's, a, he's, he's a dumb cunt that fucking knocked the ball on in that finals game <laughs> and shut the Cowboys down at the end of that game against well, East. True. <laughs> oh, and here's a rematch from that too, so I expect the conspiracy. Um, Penrith Panthers take on the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs at the Muddy Puddle. Pepper Stadium. Yeah, bitch, they renamed it. And you're looking at me quizzically, what? Penrith Park is now Pepper Stadium. Yeah, once Centrelink Stadium and then Sports Bet or Sporting Bet. Now it's Pepper. Now it's... it's, uh, Pepper. The Muddy Puddle. Why? Pepper Pig. Likes jumping in muddy puddles. Yeah, I know that. That's not what they've called it, Pepper Stadium. What's what the fuck's Pepper Stadium? A fucking seasoning. <laughs> I know what Pepper is, you fucking idiot. <laughs> What's Pepper Stadium? Someone, Penrith nerds, inform me, please. Look, no, Penrith. I'm buy some product. No, I'm, I'm not talking. No, I'm not talking Penrith nerds anymore. Matt Sinclair, fucking clue us in. What's the Pepper Stadium about? No doubt you're probably wearing some some awesome fucking PVC slash vinyl with Pepper Pepper something on it. Yeah, fill us in. So uh, yeah. Um. Now that you mentioned Nat Sinclair, I've got to tip the Panthers. Yeah, Panthers by 1,000. Yeah, I, I think they'll be uh, too good for the Bulldogs. Far too good. At home. The cheerleaders Big are, so, crowd. The cheerleaders are far, are far crowd. too good for the Bulldogs. And Big so. crowd, Penrith, out there, supporting their team. The nerds and the bogans alike. It's just, it mystifies me that they struggle to get 10,000 people out there. Sometimes, other times, they get 12. Like all last season, even though they were successful. Support the girls and fucking get out there and... Oh, look, I agree, but, you know... Socio- you don't have to socio- be... Socioeconomically, f- Penrith is in a very affluent area. You, you need to understand you don't, that. You don't, you don't have to be a fan of Jamie Sauer, because, I mean, let's be real, no Who one is. is. Yeah. Do it for the cheerleaders. Fuck's sake. You know, like, is it... Do we hate on Jamie's moustache, given that we've got rocking beards at the moment? No, we we got we we have rocking beards. We don't have little fucking... Little, little sourpuss fucking, you know... Half tarred fucking little Hitler moustaches. Okay. Like a little That's rock, answered my question. Rock Thank star you, Nathan. carry on about it. Cheerleaders don't watch Jamie Sowd. Fucking take that to the bank. The Sharkies take on 
the Canberra Raiders at the tip. Sunday football. This is like all the excitement of watching the football. You got Broncos and Rabbitohs and Eels and Manly and the Tigers going to do a job on the Titans and it's attacking football and everyone's going to be so excited. And then you got this fucking no one's pumped about the Titans games. No one's getting pumped about that, that game except for Tigers fans, just quietly. But the other games, yeah, blockbusters, potential top fucking two, top four showdowns. Exactly. And then you got this. This is a problem. There's like four, three to four teams that are absolute shithouse in this competition. And they had to go and pair two of them together for the first round of action <laughs> just to turn everyone off football. However, what it does do is it does give both of these fan bases an opportunity to for start a with a win where otherwise they would not. So I'm tipping the Sharks. I'm tipping the They're Sharks. At home, so. Ben Barber. He likes beating up on... Um, on the lesser lights, um, Pokies. can carve up a shit team. And yeah. uh, the Raiders are definitely that. So uh, Sharky's by a fair bit, actually. I just look I just look at the side. Not and that I, I want to see Blake Austin lose. He's a magnificent player, and I, I, I hate the fact that he's going to rot away in Canberra. But anyway. Sean Fenson. Ash run, Team B. Sean Fenson. He's like the fucking hindy of our nation's capital, isn't he? He is. Absolute war horse. Fucking puts in like you wouldn't believe. If he wasn't such a loyal motherfucker, he could have won two premierships by now, but whatever. Absolutely. You brought that shit on yourself. Oh, Frank Paul, the wrecking ball. 15 for the Raiders. Oh, wow. How the mighty have fallen. Two years ago, premiership winner. Yeah. Monday night, foot bitch. St. George Illawarra Dragons take on the Melbourne Storm. Jubilee. Well, this is a side that I have one side declining massively and the other side not doing shit. I did see an interesting bit of trivia that in number 10, George Rose, the first time he's been named in the starting lineup of a side since uh, the late stages of 2013, presumably that was the end of his manly career. He's been named ahead of Trent Merrin, and, and that is a testament to the coaching ability of, of Paul Mary McGregor. And for that reason, I think the Storm will win by 50. Having said that, though, what we didn't talk about in the All-Stars game was that George, George Rose got the man in the match in that game. A sentimental vote, if you will, Nathan. I don't think because he's so much because he's so much like Preston Campbell. <laughs> I think there's something in that for all of us, don't you? Yeah, he fucking looks like he ate Preston Campbell. And gee, just quietly, the white St. George jersey doing no favors for the big guy. No, he could have fucking. I mean, uh, he needs to. He should have went to Penrith. Surely, like, surely, oh, black's a slimming color. Surely, Gus would have fucking you know thrown him three fifty or something to you know. Three dollars fifty to play for Penrith. <laughs> um, um Yeah, Storm are going to obliterate. Yeah, I see. You know, I would. I think that on face value, but you look at that Storm side, and it's a. Fu- it's. It's so underwhelming. Corabetti on the wing. I mean, the Corabetti corridor is well established. <laughs> Harves, Blake Green, and Cooper Cronk. <sighs> And what happened to Leroy Lars? Didn't he? Didn't he go down to? Didn't he go down to the Storm for fucking for, for opportunity? Are you seriously considering tipping the Dragons against the Storm? No, hell no, the shit house. <laughs> Thank goodness. But honestly, yeah, that's a match. I'm I'm not looking forward. I mean, I fucking download The Walking Dead on Mondays, and the last that's man. What's on Monday night, son? Last Last Man on Earth is a great new show that I thought. Dal Fanu could night. pick up for the Storm, though. We'll give him that. Yeah, very good pick up. But you know, he ain't going to stop the rot. But they're playing fucking shit out steam this week, so let's let them have a win this week.
That is full time for episode 178. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. Um, how many followers have we got now? I have no fucking idea. I don't look at that sort of thing, but it must be like over four and a half grand, yeah? More? We cracked five. I'm getting there. 4,661, my friend. Tremendous, tremendous. Uh, we're on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash this week in league. Uh, make sure you hit the like button if you haven't already and uh, you know spread the word. I mean, you guys do a pretty good job of that, but you know, keep up the good work. No new reviews on iTunes. I think we've got a lot of new listeners. Get on iTunes, throw us a review, and uh, you, you, we'll make you famous. We'll read out your review on the show next week or whenever it shows up in the iTunes store, which sometimes you know can take two weeks. But Get you know, into it. We'll do our best for you. The shop. Okay. Hit thisweekinleague.com. There's a link there for membership. That's where memberships are available. Really need to rush on these over the next couple of days because I want to put the order in. I'm just trying to establish how many memberships we'll create this year. Last year, we sold out. Um, this year, presumably, we're going to sell out. So I want to you know, make make some more. So we've got some more left over for prizes. We've got more left over for people who couldn't get on last time because of the sellout, etc., etc., etc. So thisweekinleague.com, it's like forward slash membership or memberships, but there's a link on the on the homepage. So get in there and take a look. Run TMB. Glenn is really trying hard to make this a thing and I support him all the way. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> why not? You've had to endure the Tigers in decline for so long. I mean, I'd like you to get a positive West Tigers thing out there. Yeah. Is that too much to ask? Sold another shirt, so we should get into production by the time the kids need a deposit for their first home. <laughs> That's a text message from you last Friday. That was fucking great, actually. That was that was your wife's birthday. Yes. You can read the rest of the exchange. I think you basically said fuck off, cunt, at that point. Didn't yes. You? Your what, response was, you're quite hostile. And I responded with a similar... Like, uh, get fucked reaction. or something like that. Yep. Yeah. Give Nick a birthday kiss for me, except try and be taller and better looking when you're doing it. Make it real for her. Ta. <laughs> I hate you. I can fucking send a text, good though. Good chat. Have a good night. <laughs> Fuck, I can send a text. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, run TMB. Head to respecttheshooter.co. It's on the homepage there. There I have, as Glenn alluded to in the text that he read out before, there have been some sales of these. I think we've sold a couple of them already. So that means we probably only need about 15 or something like that to, to get them going. I know that there's more than 15 West Tigers fans who listen to this show who would um, get on board with something like that. And I think they're pretty cheap too, aren't they? Are they 25? Yeah. 25 something. Fucking get in there. I mean, it's all set up for a successful shirt for Glenn, successful shirt to West Tigers fans, something you can be proud of. Get in there and make it happen. And uh, yeah, we'll get it out to you. Um, that's basically it. And the other thing is just got a couple of like large sizes, large size uh, one in a row shirts um, left over as well. So, you know, if you want your, your missus to be basically sexy as fuck, you could buy one for her as a 90. I mean, Mother's Day's coming up in the near future. But having said that, I have prices for a reprint. And if I could sell about 20... I could probably break even on a reprint. And so I'm thinking of introducing stuff like kid sizes and things like that. So um, tweet or Facebook us or, you know, just let us know in general um, if that is something for a New South Wales fan and you want to get in on that, let us know because um, we can create those extra ones. Uh, otherwise, we'll just close them off. And uh, that's the end of that chapter. And then it'll have to be two in a row, won't it? In a couple of months. Um, <laughs> so I think, that, I think that's about it. We covered it all off. Yes, I believe we have. Excellent. Okay, first show of the season done. Thanks for listening. Welcome, new listeners. And yeah, 
talk to you guys next week. See ya. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.